Monday. Oh, God. That will be the longest blooper reel of all <laughs> Six time. Six hours. This was like a lot of like me swearing because the fucking tech stopped working on us or something <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, pretty much. A whole montage of Mark just cursing at Zencaster or TriCast or something. Yeah. I feel like that's accurate, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. that would be legit. With, like, a uh, uh, yakety sax playing in the background? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Christy, do you still need a minute? Well, I'm just going to click through while we're, we're talking, so I'm, I'm good well, to start. I've already way. started my backup, like, way back. All right. In that case, let us get going. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to Dance Robot Dance, our 60th episode, our diamond, I think, anniversary episode. Yeah, so we've got our usual crew with us here this week. I am Tim. I will be hosting this episode. With us, we also have Christy. Hey! And Mark. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. How about you? I've been sick all week, so it's been kind of a shitty week. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Lisa's yeah. sick right now, too. She's got uh, what is affectionately known as con crud. Yeah, I was going to say, she had con plague. What's yeah. that? It's, you never heard it's, about... If it's it's um well Tim can explain it too I guess <laughs> it's the disease that you get uh, after like going to a convention because like you're in an enclosed space with a bunch of unwashed nerds that all are probably carrying various pathogens that you have not been exposed to. Oh, I got that when I was working at camp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got fungal. Closest sounding thing ever. That is pretty gross. I feel like I have um. Like contact con play because I didn't even go to con this year and I still got, I got <laughs> sick that same weekend. I was like, "This is our shit." So yeah, yeah, yeah. I managed to escape it, but Alicia did not. Um, how about you, Christy? How are you doing this week? Oh, I'm good. Um, I'm pretty tired. Um, <laughs> it's the same fucking preamble we have every week. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. It's these you Friday know night recording sessions. I think you know what it is though. It's just because I've been up so late because I haven't. There's been three nights this week that I haven't been home before. 8.30, and there's been, mm. like... I didn't have a full weekend last week, last weekend, because I worked on one of the days that we had off. So, mm. like, I didn't actually get to enjoy the holiday. The holiday so, weekend. I didn't actually feel like I had a good week. I didn't have a weekend. So, you know when, like, you just, you're just so tired? Because you haven't... Yes. Yeah. So, that's kind of how I've been feeling all week. It's just drained. Well, we're back at the weekend now, so you can recharge. Mm. Uh, as for myself, uh, it's 8 o'clock on a Friday night. I'm wearing my pajamas, drinking beer, and recording a podcast, so I guess I'm living the dream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, we were, if we were getting paid for this, I'd totally be saying this would be living the dream. So, yeah. yeah. Who <laughs> True. knows? We might get sponsorship one day. Someday. Someday. I've been in my pajamas all day, so there's that. I actually figured out this year that uh, there's a whole um, track at DragonCon about podcasts. So like how to run how to run your podcast and like the live recordings of like pretty big podcasts and stuff like that. I don't know if going down anyway because there's way too much shit going on, but I thought that was kind of cool. Anyways, yep, Brad. it's a big thing in uh, our little like nerd world. So there's yeah. lots of these po- these little podcasts popping up these days. So yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I guess we'll just move on. I mean, right now there's a lot of crazy news going on in the world. Like the world's kind of falling apart. There's like fucking wildfires. And cat hurricanes. six cat six hurricanes the size of France oh and fucking earthquakes. Um, so I mean, this- and Trump siding with the Democrats for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was that was weird. Week. That one was weird. 
Yeah. Um, so, uh, but uh, luckily, we have the luxury of letting the you know twenty four hour news network handle the more pressing slash depressing news, uh, and we just get to talk about the nerdy news. So, uh, let's see what happened this week. Oh, here's one that we've been talking about for a while, and I don't think any of us are going to be surprised about. The first two episodes of Inhumans aired in IMAX theaters, and currently it is sitting at 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that story's been all over, the, all over Reddit this week. Yeah. Uh, Twelve yeah, ratings, all of them generally negative. Oh, no. And all the, all, the, all the articles I've seen is like, how did Marvel let this happen kind of thing. <laughs> like, that's what all the, the, like, the op-ed kind of pieces about it have yeah. been, like, the opinion pieces about it have been like, why did Marvel allow this to get released kind of thing. Yeah. So it looks like uh, there was something going around that Jeff, Jeff Loeb might be in some shit because of like, he's supposed to be overseeing all the TV stuff. Yeah. Just had not been paying attention to this one. And like, that was kind of, that kind of fell <laughs> by the wayside a little bit. And then this nightmare happened, so... Yeah. So, I mean, normally this would be a huge event for us, right? Like, a new Marvel show, we'd be fucking all over. But uh, in this case, I mean, I don't think... I'm guessing none of us have seen it yet. No. Oh. Has it even aired on TV yet? Like, I know it's on yeah. IMAX, I know that, but it hasn't aired on TV yet. I am not. I was not going to the theater to see that. Like, there was just no fucking way I was going to pay money to see a TV show. Even if it was, like, an IMAX experience, which I'm, like... How much of an IMAX experience could it possibly be? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I might have if I hadn't had other things going on this weekend. I might have toyed with the idea, but uh, I'm kind of glad I didn't, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I just... You guys have been on the no train since this began. <laughs> on the no I'm just train. like... I'm just like... I I don't know. I don't want to get back into it, because, like, yeah. fucking... <laughs> We've like a million it. times, but, like, I don't care about the Inhumans, and, like... <laughs> Nobody show does, like shit. No, and that's the thing. <laughs> And that's the other fucking side of the op-ed stuff that's been going on all week, too, is people being like, Marvel, just let it fucking yeah. go. Like, yeah. let it go. It's okay. You'll get X-Men back one day. Just, you have everything else right now going for you. It's this fine. Guy. Like, let yeah. that one go. Yeah. Well, there was another show that uh, aired this week that uh, I got to inform Christy about that she didn't know about. Uh, it seems like it'll be maybe up both ears, Allie's. Um, so Neil Gaiman uh, had this uh, new series that came out on a uh, streaming network, a genre-focused, I guess, horror uh, streaming network called Shudder. Uh, and it's just like four sort of mini short films uh, that are called Neil Gaiman's Likely Stories. I'm so um, excited! They're, yeah, they're little short film adaptations of some of uh, Gaiman's short stories. So Now, can we get Shudder in Canada? I have no fucking clue. I have seen it on various sites that I know we all probably frequent, yeah. um, but I have no idea. I, I hadn't even heard of Shudder before this, to be honest. They sponsor a podcast that I think Christy and I both listen to, actually. You listen to, um, oh, what was that one? Fucking terrible storytelling, guys. Sorry. I wasn't prepared. Welcome to Night Vale. Last podcast. Oh, the that. one from Shudder? Yeah, it's uh, Darkest Night. Uh, Darkest Night, yeah. Yeah, Darkest Night. After re-listening to it, eh. <laughs> what Darkest Night? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of pieced out after the first season. So, Christy, move your mic up in front of your mouth. I'm so sorry. There you go. I'm not eating tonight. I made sure to eat before. Oh my god. I know. <laughs> like a friggin' champion. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that looked pretty cool, but uh, I don't think any of us have seen it yet, so we don't have much to say on it. No, I'm um, pumped though. Yeah. Here's one I'm pretty fucking pumped for. 
Have you guys seen this new, uh, like, Ultimate Edition Millennium Falcon Lego set? Yes. That yeah. is 7,541 pieces and is the largest Lego set ever created. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's like 800 bucks. But uh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, it looks pretty awesome. It's got like basically the whole like original crew and the whole like sort of uh, sequel trilogy uh, crew as well. Like it's got an old. So it's got a young and an old. Han yeah, Solo. young and an old Han Solo. It comes nice. with both uh, satellite dishes as well. Nice. And it comes with a couple of the porgs. I guess those new like little alien characters that are going to get released <laughs> in the uh... pogs. <laughs> That are uh, getting released in uh, Last Jedi, so yeah, that looks pretty fucking intense. I've I've got the uh, sort of normal edition Millennium Falcon Lego set. Alicia got it for me for Christmas or my birthday or something a few years ago, and uh, it's pretty big, but not anywhere this big. Wife win. Yeah, yeah, that looks pretty fucking cool. I'm just looking at the pictures, but they're <laughs> really great. No podcasting. Um, Christy, here's one for you. Oh my god, I'm so excited. What is it? Just this past week, we celebrated the actual day that Harry Potter's kid would have enrolled in Hogwarts. <laughs> S- September 1st, 2017 would have been the day that Harry Potter's son went off to Hogwarts. So the, the day of that scene in uh, Deathly Hallows, at the end of oh Deathly Hallows. What is it? It's great. I would, I that know. must have been so great. <laughs> I don't know. It's just that it's just the anniversary, just a noted notable date. That we, I love uh, it. Past week. Did you guys uh, participate at all in any of the Force Friday stuff? If Eric was on, I'm sure he would have. Oh yeah, uh, I, I I always check out like what they release, but I never like I don't buy anything, so yeah. it's always kind of like. But I was on Amazon that day when they had everything up and like checked it all out and that kind of stuff. Cause I think they announced um, the street date for Battlefront Two that day too. Oh, did they? Nice. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it sounds like it wasn't as crazy as the uh, Force Friday ahead of uh, Force Awakens Force was Awakens. a couple years ago, mm. um, where like people were getting fucking like just massacred and shit and just trampled oh, no. or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, lots lots of new Star Wars merch, which is always fun. They always put out pretty good stuff. Yeah. It's fall now too. Like those 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 movies are like imminent, right? Like all I know. The, the new Star Wars, and uh, I think it's two months till Thor and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's less than a hundred days until uh, Last Jedi now. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, and speaking of uh, Star Wars movies, uh, apparently Paul Bettany got cast in the Han Solo solo movie. Oh, cool. Um. Yeah. So. Didn't they? Didn't they fire or not fire? But they they wrote out or like yeah. cut out Michael K. Richards or something like that too this week. My, Michael K. Williams. Michael K. Williams. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Michael K. Williams. I guess had to give up the role uh, mainly due to scheduling conflicts. It sounds like um, there were some people that got really pissed off about that because they're like, "Oh, you're getting rid of an actor of color or whatever." But I mean, if it's his own fault, you know, basically that he couldn't make it work with his schedule, then there's not a whole shit ton they could do. I mean, I guess they could have tried to cast it in another. Uh, you know, with another person of color or whatever, but Paul mm. Bettany's pretty fucking solid, so. Yeah. And yeah, that's he's already good. part That'll of the, the Marvel Star Wars Disney family. That's true. Speaking of which, Disney confirmed this week that they are pulling uh, all of the Marvel and Star Wars movies off of Netflix to go onto their streaming service, which we talked about, but they hadn't sort of officially come out and said that was happening. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Does that include the shows? No, it doesn't sound like it includes the shows because those are like licensed to Netflix. I think like, I don't know if it's like permanently, like in perpetuity kind of thing, but for a long time. So, okay, fair enough. I was just curious because that was like, that was my big question about that whole situation was like, what happens to the, the co-licensed shows, right? Because they're Marvel and Netflix is Daredevil or Defenders or what have you. So, yeah, I was curious about that. Yeah. But if they're taking the movies off, that's, I mean, whatever. I have them on Blu-ray. It's not like it's going to kill me. So, yeah. I mean, it is going to be a pretty good, uh, big draw for them for their streaming service to have all that yeah. stuff on there. So, um, especially if they can put up, um, I don't know how it works if they can do this or not, but like if they can put up the original Star Wars movies on their streaming service, because the, they're not all the on different Netflix. versions that are out that are available yeah. sort of thing. Like the, yeah. those aren't on Netflix. Like it's just the new ones that are on Netflix right now. Just the special edition. Or you, or you no, mean the no. original trilogy? Yeah, like the original trilogy and like yeah, I guess the prequels or yeah. whatever. Like those aren't on Netflix at all. So and the other cool thing, I don't know if Lucas would let them do this uh, or Lucasfilm would let them do this, is if they could uh, have the different versions of the original trilogy to stream, like mm. the uh, you know the original theatrical cuts, then like the remastered, and then the Lucas special editioned ones and everything. Yeah, That'd yeah, be pretty neat. It would be pretty cool. Um. Let's see. Well, here, I have one more piece of news on Star Wars, uh, which is that the episode 10, no, episode 9, lost its director this past week. It was going to be Colin Trevorrow, and he, I guess, stepped away due to creative differences. It's been happening a lot in that little uh, corner of the universe, eh? It has, yeah. What did he direct? There was something relatively large that he directed. Um... Uh, I'm on a different article right now. Let me see. I think we've looked this up before. We just can't remember. Yeah. Uh, fuck me. Fuck me. Colin Trevorrow. Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Yeah, that's fine. Like, I liked Jurassic World, but it was not like, it didn't blow me away or anything. So. Yeah. I think it, it would have been a good match for Star Wars. For, for the Star Wars uh, movies. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. I mean, uh, but the on the back of that. There's a, a bit of news going around right now that said, like, way back in, like, 1977, uh, Lucas, George Lucas himself, said to Rolling Stone that he wanted to direct the last movie, the last sequel, to which at that time it was designed as, like, you know, three trilogies, nine, basically, yeah. a nine-episode nine uh, thing. So, uh, I mean, that's just, you know, that's fucking 40 years ago at this point. Who knows if he's still interested in doing it, but that would that would be weird. <laughs> I don't know who they're uh, that are likely to pick up and give that to. Like, I'd like to see. I'm like, I guess they could always just get um, what's his name to step back in. Um, JJ Abrams, yeah, yeah, to step back in. Yeah, I'd be perfectly okay with that. Yeah, me too. We'll see. I mean, he doesn't seem to like to stick around on stuff for very long these days. So, no. uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, they have to force him to do that. Like, I think they contractually have to like tie him down to do the second um, Star Trek to do Star Trek two, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it, Star Trek twelve. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, Star Trek. What what's that universe called? The Kelvin verse. Yeah, the Kelvin verse. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Let's see. What else did I have? Oh, another movie got released that is getting massive press uh, and really crazy reviews. The remake of Stephen King's It. Uh, My friend's in that. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, he's one of the bullies. It's filmed in like Guelph or something, right? Yep, he's one of the bullies. Awesome. He's in all the commercials. Oh, cool. I think you told us that. He got to be really close with, uh, what's his name, Finn? The guy from Stranger Things? Oh, cool. Yeah. 
<clears throat> but uh, yeah, so it, it came out and it has been getting pretty phenomenal uh, reviews, both like critically and like I've seen my uh, a lot of people on my Facebook timeline, social media that have been gushing about it. So yeah, they've already greenlit the sequel and stuff too this like this week. They weren't sure if they were going to get a chance to do it or not. But well, I guess this, they, the, yeah. the, the, the sequel's greenlit. I mean, everybody was posting about it this week. Uh, the Rock even posted on Instagram about having seen it and saying it was one of his favorite movies of the year. And I was like. Nice. The Rock talking about a movie he wasn't even in, like that has not <laughs> happened in forever. So The Rock, noted film critic. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's the highest paid actor in Hollywood right now. He's got to have some clout, right? <laughs> and that's a lot of followers for him to be like, uh, true, touting somebody else's movie. So this is true. Um, so yeah, I think I'm, I might actually head out and uh, and see that at some point. I was weekend. thinking about actually going to see it this week. Um, yeah, if I can, if I get a chance, I have there were to some... see it for Jake. <laughs> There were some really good uh, Pennywise cosplays at uh, Dragon Con this weekend. Really fucking like terrifying. The new ones? Really good. Yeah, yeah, the new new version of Pennywise, uh, yeah. Steven Skarsgård or whatever. Well, going back to the original Pennywise, there was an interview this week uh, with Tim Curry uh, about how he was originally slated to play the Joker on the Batman animated series. There's a bunch of Batman animated series news going around because it turned 25 this past week. Yep, um, and that was that was one of the bits of news that came up. So I'd heard that before somewhere that he like he'd actually recorded the first episode and they didn't like it, and then they looped back around and brought Hamill in to do it or something yeah. like that or something akin to that. His uh, version of the story is that he he did record a couple of episodes, uh, but then he got bronchitis yeah. and they had to they basically oh. pulled in uh, Mark oh. Hamill to finish off kind of thing, and then they just ran with. Hamill after that so who knows I mean it's Hollywood right who knows if that's what actually happened and or not but uh, yeah. I, I, I was I was heard he just they didn't they didn't like his work and like the scheduling didn't work out and he just kind of was like fine fuck it and they brought Hamill in and that was kind of the end but because mm-hmm. I mean Hamill like knocked it out of the park on his first fucking shot at bat right so yeah absolutely he, he shot at bat he wasn't Batman <laughs> <laughs> I think there is a little a couple little like clips uh, on YouTube and stuff like that of uh that have surfaced of Tim Curry voicing it too. So if anybody's interested, go check that well, out. Did you guys hear that they actually offered Tim Curry, um, they offered him the part of Pennywise first, eh? Like the new one? Yeah. Uh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, really? he turned it down. He's like wheelchair bound now. Yeah. Well, I think they still wanted to give him the opportunity either to voice it or do something like... I thought they had. A, I thought he has a cameo, or not like a cameo, but like they do like a, a shout out to like his version of it. Like there's like a distant shot of his version of it, or something like that. I haven't seen the movie, obviously, so mm-hmm. I have no idea. But I heard there's some like little homage to his version of it in the movie. So mm. yeah, about to see. Here's another one in terms of uh, old roles that uh, could have been cast very differently. Uh, there's some news going around this week that apparently Peter Capaldi auditioned for Cisco on Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that too. I heard that, saw that this week too. So I can't even yeah. I can't even picture because that would have been like he would have been young, young then too. Like because that would have been ninety two, ninety one, yeah. ninety two. They would have been casting that. He would have been yeah, much younger than he is now. It's like pretty pretty fresh faced and stuff like that. There there have yeah. been like some pictures. I guess uh, Anthony Stewart Head or Anthony Head from uh, Buffy also auditioned for it as well. Yeah, and they they released like a screenshot from um, or these people like they're doing a documentary on Deep Space Nine released uh, screenshots from their 
uh, audition videos. Yeah, that sure. that documentary's been in the works. It was, I think I, not, it was like a kick, Kickstarter or an Indiegogo or something like that. I put money in for it because I want to see it. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to come out this year. I was, That's I've been looking cool. forward to seeing it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the forgotten Star Trek. It's one that like nobody talks about in terms of like getting background stuff or like getting the cast back together, which we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. So like it's, it's, because it's not, it's also the one that's like, it's not likely to get a Blu-ray remaster or anything like that. Cause the money's just not there for it kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Like you're more likely to see a Voyager remaster than you are to see a Deep Space Nine remaster for some reason, even though they were shot more or less at the same time and both. Because in... Voyager's better. <laughs> I don't think there's a, I don't think there's reason to question that actually. I think you're just, uh, yeah, I think you're just in denial. Voyager's better. <laughs> I think they would give that uh they would give that precedence because of its betterness. <laughs> I do hope that people uh, enjoyed the the streaming on our Facebook page this uh, weekend of uh, the Star Trek themes, various <laughs> Star Trek themes. That was pretty cool. It was a really yeah, cool like rad. little concert. Um, while we're on the subject of uh, some of Mark's favorite things with uh, Cisco and Deep Space Nine, um, Mark, Mark, did you know that you're your favorite uh, Christmas movie is getting turned into a children's book. Die Hard? Yes. Really? <laughs> They're making a Die Hard children's book. It's called A Die what? Hard Christmas. Are you That's serious? Amazing. <laughs> yeah. A Die Hard Christmas, the illustrated holiday uh, classic. Um, I mean, oh it's God. obviously written sort of like tongue in cheek, right? It's not really for children audiences, but it's very much like illustrated like as a children's book kind of thing. I was going to say, amazing. well, neither was Go the Fuck to Sleep. Yeah, this is true. Or, uh, uh, was it Baby Fix My Car? Have you ever seen those ones? Oh, no, I've, I've heard of it. I never saw that one. The Go to Fuck to Sleep, though, I've seen uh, the Sam Jackson reading it, which is <laughs> it was fucking amazing. So There's a whole series of those, like, uh, baby, like, baby, make me a drink and stuff like that. And it's like a book telling kids, like, how to make drinks for their parents, like cocktails and shit yeah. like that. <laughs> Nice. Um, I like that. Yeah. Here we got um, news from the Marvel movie universe. Well, maybe not. I guess it's the Fox Marvel un- or Marvel movies. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, Drew Goddard is going to be writing and directing the X Force movie. As much as I am not super interested in seeing an X Force movie, seeing Drew Goddard do anything kind of makes me happy. And it's supposed to be. Um, I was reading about it today. They, it's all going to be around there. It'll be like Deadpool and Cable building the X-Force team mm-hmm. around themselves kind of thing. Like it's all going to be built around Ryan Reynolds and Josh Brolin. And I guess, um, Zazie Beetz playing, uh, Domino. Yeah, Domino. Yeah. And then adding the rest of the cast to it and stuff like that. But Drew Goddard's like, I and Archangel and yeah, Drew Goddard's gotten the shaft on a couple big franchises the last little while. So it's nice to see him. If he had, this actually goes through, this would be yeah. good for him. Cause he was, what, what was he the left one there to on that? That he, got. he he left Daredevil to go take over the Spider-Man movies, right? At, right, right. At Sony before Sony fucking killed their entire thing and just handed it all off back to Marvel. Yeah. So he was attached to do like Sinister Six and kind of oversee the Spider Verse yeah. stuff really? they were going to do. And then yeah, so he left Daredevil to go do that, and then never kind of went back. And now like he's kind of stuck it out apparently and got him like got himself a franchise finally. Hopefully, yeah. if this pans out, but. Yeah, and I mean, he did such a good job on uh, on that first season of Daredevil, and he was also uh, Cabin, in the woods. Cabin in the Woods, and also yeah. a lot of other, like, you know, sort of co-projects with uh, Joss, like he was heavily involved in Firefly and Buffy and yeah. 
all that angel stuff and all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah, and uh, so I, yeah, I mean, that sounds like it could be really good. Yeah, I'm down to like experience all that stuff. All right, one or two more. We're in the season where shows are sort of uh, starting to finish up and end. The Twin Peaks season three or Twin Peaks: The Return or whatever finished up. Um, it had its finale this past weekend, which I just finished watching like yesterday, and it was fucked, but really good. Did it leave it on a cliffhanger? Yeah, absolutely. Did it? But there's no discussions to continue it. There is a yeah. lot of there is closure for a lot of stuff, but it basically opens up an entire different possible storyline. Okay. Uh, okay. But yeah, there is like in the second to last episode there's a lot of uh, a lot of resolution, but in the last episode it that resolution just all sort of branches out into new shit. Okay. I saw one article this week, I think it was A V Club or something like that, that says like, you know, basically that that's what Lynch always does, right? He closes like twelve doors and then opens like fourteen more yeah. at the same time kind of thing. Yep. And that's fine. I'm I'm looking forward to getting into that. I I'm like Still sifting my way slowly through season two of it, like rewatching it. I will get there sooner rather than later. I was yeah. watching some of it this week too, so I, I kind of want to rewatch this season like all in one shot now, um, rather yeah. than like sort of week to week because there. Are, I mean, Lynch is so cinematic in the way that he yeah. films stuff. Is that it, this? I think that this will feel kind of like uh, maybe like the Netflix like Marvel shows, like um, or like a fucked up version of them, like an eighteen hour movie or something like that. I could, yeah, I I could see how that would work out, like that would pan out together like that, because he right. does stuff. He gen, he generally wants to tie that stuff, and even the show, the old show was pretty for its time was very continuity heavy. Like it was, yeah. If you weren't following it week to week, it was fucking hard to yeah. kind of sift through. So and really pioneered that like sort of a new generation of like really continuity heavy shows too, right? Because nobody, with the exception of like fucking like soap operas, nobody was really doing those really heavily uh, heavily serialized TV shows at that point in time. In the he was, yeah, that would have been that would have been the first one, really, because like yeah. that that precursor is like the X Files. It's mm-hmm. ahead of Deep Space Nine. It's ahead of Babylon Five. Like, mm-hmm. it would have been the first one that really did that in prime time. That, yeah. Which I mean, now we're so like that's just part of like watching TV at this point that I can't yeah. even imagine a world without it. But it's expected on most shows any anymore, or at least like yeah. sci fi or like comic book or well, genre shows. shows. Yeah. Gen- yeah, genre shows at least. Yeah. And then the only the other big show that uh, that debuted this past or this week uh, just a couple of days ago was uh, American Horror Story, the new season cult uh, premiered, which is really big. I don't know. I don't think either of you guys watch it anymore. Um, I've no, watched not for a long time. Three or four, I think I got to, and then yeah. kind of dropped out. I've watched it all up till now, and uh, I mean, I probably will continue watching this season too. But the first episode was kind of a fucking dumpster fire. Um, like it's really heavily political. Like the first episode like starts on election night, basically. Um, and it's all about like sort of Trump supporters versus, uh, Clinton supporters kind of thing. And both of them are just like absolute fucking caricatures. Like the, uh, Clinton supporters are all like fucking like the, uh, you know, stereotype of like a liberal snowflake that needs like trigger warnings for everything. And like, uh, gets really upset at like, uh, ridiculous tiny little microaggressions and shit like that and Mm. then the the trump supporter literally fills a blender full of cheetos and rubs them all over his face at one point to like mimic trump like to to be like trump or something 
Honestly, Living in Reality is probably a better version of American Horror Story this year yeah. than American Horror Story was going to be able to come up with without going into, like, a cartoonish self-parody. Right? I so. mean, like, that's the thing, too, right? Is, like, how the fuck were they going to, like, top the fucking craziness that is actually going on right now in yeah. a horror TV show? So, yeah. I don't know. I'm well, hoping... Even, um, go ahead. Well, sorry, I was just going to say, like, even Veep pulled the plug. Like, they're only doing one more season and they're out because they're yeah. like, I don't know what the fuck else to do anymore. <laughs> but that's like, the can't... smart way to run TV. Yeah, it's the British way to run TV. Yeah, well, no, they've Veep's done seven seasons, so it's yeah. not like it's British brevity by any stretch of the imagination. But they were, like, doing this season and we're just like, we weren't expecting this to happen. Now everything is even more ridiculous than what we're making it on the show. And the show's we fucking have ridiculous. To go. <laughs> so they've got nowhere to go anymore, right? So they're just yeah. like, fuck it, we'll pack it in, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never seen Veep, but I hear I oh, should it's it. so fucking funny. Like, yeah. it's on my list. Yeah, it's point. really funny. But yeah, I think that was pretty much everything that I had. I, I'm really, I'm hoping that American Horror Story, because they have had seasons in the past where like the first couple or even like the first half of the season was like one way, and then they do a bait and switch that really puts a new spin and context on the mm. first half of the season. Um, so I'm hoping that that's what they're doing, but I'm like, not, 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 not holding your breath kind of thing, holding my breath kind of thing. Yeah. So we'll, Fair we'll enough. see. Hopefully it, it, uh, it gets toned down. I think they might've just tried to be like too fucking like relevant, uh, too, too modern, too current this season, mm-hmm. but, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes anyways. So I'm still waiting for South Park to come back. Cause like they haven't said, Heinrich, holy shit. About- Did you guys see the, uh, that's what I'm talking about. The fucking South Park game that gets harder. The difficulty if level is basically black. your skin color. Oh my that god, that is so brilliant! And yeah, I mean, so funny. Yeah, the fucking Reddit was on fire. Like r slash gamer or slash gamers or whatever it was was just like on fire about it all day today. I think god, the last damn. time I I looked at it, there was like 11k posts or something like that oh, in that. Jesus, but yeah. So yeah. So for those of our listeners that haven't seen uh, this new, what's it called? The new South Park game, uh, Fractured But Whole. Right, yeah. the, the fractured butthole. Uh, like the difficulty level is basically a, a skin color slider. Yeah. So the easy setting is like lily white, and the yeah. very difficult setting is basically you are like African American, you are black. Yeah. Um, and you know, in the middle, like you know, if you have like sort of a brown or you know medium skin color, is sort of I guess like the medium difficulty setting. Um, and I guess it's also harder if uh, you choose a female character as well. Oh yeah. my god, that's so funny. Yeah. Because I'll definitely be female. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that is super fucking clever. And I'm sure that it. so many gamers are like asshole fucking right wing gamers are going to boycott got this shit because of it. But it's also just gotten but, a huge amount of press. They're not but, exactly like the, the game's target audience either. It's like, uh, yeah, it's true. I mean, South Park is pretty fucking uh, liberal and. And uh, and left leaning, yeah. so in their lampooning, and that's why I love them because no one is safe, and therefore, like you really have no leg to stand on if they make fun of you because they make fun of everyone, and no one else can do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that looks like uh, I think that's a really fucking clever move on their part. Yeah. Um But yeah, that was pretty much everything I had. Is there anything you guys wanted to add before we move on? No, I wanted to talk about the fractured butthole, but the uh, I, I didn't see the uh, you brought it up, so I you did you did your job. So I'm okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> At the last minute, I I got it in there. That's what she said. Oh, sorry. It's on uh, slash gaming, and it's uh, there's 
6,764 comments. It's now been locked um, <laughs> because of the vitriol, and it is 144,000k upvotes on it on that particular Ooh. thread. So, so yeah. was there a lot of people like complaining? There's some there's some weird snowflake shit going on in that thread. I I, I saw some of it. Uh, I think it got posted initially yesterday, and that's when like I I know I saw it initially because it actually made the front page at yeah. one point. So it hit the front page while I was scrolling through and was like, oh shit, what's going on here? And I saw it, I was like, that's fucking funny. Like, I just think that's a brilliant fucking move to make. Yeah. But there was a lot of, like, lots of, like, sorting by controversial was, it got pretty fucking dark pretty fast on <laughs> there, so. So it was, it, it was like, uh, like, left-leaning people that were getting offended? Or I would have guessed oh, it I been... but It was a little bit of both, I think. I think, that, I think that's why it got locked, because nobody could agree on what they were thinking about, and it was just, everybody was pissed off. And oh, like, I think it's fucking brilliant commentary. Oh, I, I think, think that's hilarious. great. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. So. Good on, good on. I don't know if Matt it was actually Matt and Trey that. No, they're they're that, having. But... They're part of the reason why the game's been delayed so many times. Apparently, is because Matt and Trey aren't happy with the game. Like they're very heavily involved. It's also the reason why there hasn't been a new season announced. Yeah, it's because they're so like dedicated to getting this game out. Finally, it's been delayed. It's been delayed at least a year, right, Christy? Like, yeah, you guys have yeah, been talking about it for a while. Getting delayed. Yeah, so I think it was due out this time, like in the fall last year. And they delayed it till spring, and they're like, no, it's not ready yet. So they're like, I think it's supposed to come out this fall, but I don't know if that's actually going to happen or not. But they're starting, if they're, they're showing gameplay shit, like I know people have played, part of the reason why this came up is because people had played a couple hours of it. Um, like four hours had been released to like Game Press and stuff like that. So people mm-hmm. could actually play like the demo version of it or whatever. And uh, so it must be like imminent, but it's hard to say if it'll be like a fall release or if they'll hold it over till the new year. Cause like spring, like, like whatever winter like into the new year is becoming kind of like the the hot time to drop a big game that is not like a big franchise like call of duty thing so because mm-hmm. sony had a huge hit with horizon last year i think we'll actually have time to play i guess yeah yeah exactly all right That's well cool. with that uh let's move on to our geek of the week Chris. geek of the week geek, geek of, the of the week, week. well we harmonized that was pretty i liked it <laughs> Uh, so let's start with you guys. Uh, Christy, what was your geekiest thing you did this week? Oh, there wasn't a lot of time. So I am almost, almost through Mass Effect Andromeda. (laughs) I'm, it's so. (laughs) (laughs) Really sounds like it's been just a fucking slog. I, I. It just makes me sad. <laughs> it makes me sad. And I've said this enough times that everybody knows that when I bring it up, I'm sad. <laughs> so, like, I just... So stop I just making wanna, it your geek of the week. No, I just want to finish it, though. And what's geeky is that, you know, when, like, some people can just give up on games. Yeah. They're like, I just I don't like this it. Guy. I'm like, oh, I'm like, No. No, I will finish this. I will finish this out of my respect and love of Mass Effect. <laughs> I will I will commit to doing this. And it's just like, it sucks. <laughs> it's not Mass Effect. And I hate the romance options. And I watched all the other ones that I didn't choose. And even they suck. And it just nothing good. And I just wanted to be <laughs> Done. I just want it to be done so I can play Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> I'm kind of the same way as you, Chrissy. Like to to a fault. Like if I if I start something, I have to finish it. But like 
I will make sure that when I start something, like it's something that I'm at least going to have some vague interest in finishing. It's why I don't just sort of go like scattershot and like buy a video game or a movie or a book or something. I like don't that. do that. I don't do that either. Like I really had high hopes. Yeah. I had high hopes. Well, I mean, no, obviously you're invested in the series, but I know like Mark, for instance, like just fucking buys whatever game he can get his fucking grubby hands on. <laughs> he's nodding right now That's true. and, and has so many games that he's either never played or has played like a couple hours of, and then just put down and never has any intention of finishing. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> the way to live your life. What are you going to do? Also, I just want to preemptively say that my Geek of the Week is going to be processing Christy's audio from that last little diatribe, because I don't know what the fuck was going on, but she was peeking all over the place. So. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks, Christy. You're welcome. I make it special every week. Every week. <laughs> Christy is special every week. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, Mark, uh, that's your geek of next week. What is your geek of this week? Oh, uh, the past. Uh, week? My geek of this week, um, it's been, I've been sick, so I haven't really like been doing much of anything except for sleeping and reading. I broke out my, my comfort food reading, which is my Calvin and Hobbes, like essential, like the whole fucking collection or whatever. So I've been nice. sitting around when I'm not, uh, coughing up chunks of lung or whatever, uh, reading Calvin and Hobbes and listening to the new national album. So that's been kind of my, I guess, as geeky as I've gotten this week. So, did you see my uh, my uh, friend and his girlfriend that cosplayed as Calvin and Hobbes at DragonCon? I did. Yes, I had yeah. a, a weird boner for was it Hobbes? <laughs> yeah, Hobbes. Yeah. <laughs> you can have a weird boner for Calvin too because he's the uh, the gayest straight man that I've ever met, and he knows. No. That, and he knows it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's my buddy Joel, uh, who moved away last year for the Netherlands. But then came back for DragonCon? Uh, well, yeah, his girlfriend lives here. Joel plays a very strange relationship game. So he's huh? been, like, playing, like, doing, like, sort of a will-they-won't-they they thing with this girl who used to be his hairdresser when he lived in Atlanta for literally, like, five years. And then they finally hooked up as he was moving away to the fucking Netherlands. Good times. So, yeah, yeah, so now he's doing the long-distance thing with uh, with her uh, and it seems to be going really well. And, uh, I don't know if he'll ever, I think he's listened a couple episodes, but I don't think he listens regularly, but, uh, yeah. So he's comes back like every two or three months or something like that. So they can spend, you know, just a week or a few days or whatever together. Um, so, uh, yeah, he came back and we did one day at dragon con together and it was totally his idea. Like I didn't have to drag him along or anything. Um, okay. his girlfriend had never been before. I think she was a little overwhelmed. But uh, she got a lot of compliments on her cosplay, and uh, I can imagine. Yeah, and a lot of people wanting to touch her and stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she was very weirded out. She's like, "Well, these guys want to take my picture, but you know, just mine and not not with Calvin." And I was like, uh. "Because they want to jerk off your picture." Later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um. All right. Uh, well, for me, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't have like a super geeky week. Oh, like, shut the fuck up! Don't like, even I, try this shit. I fuck off, like, Tim. I, I started watching shut the up, IT Tim. crowd last week. I guess shut that up, was good. No, I went to fucking. Why is everyone yelling? Why is everyone yelling? So as I've already talked about multiple times in this episode, I went to Dragon Con this weekend, which is the uh, largest like sci-fi, fantasy, general nerd uh, con in the Southeast U.S. Um, broke uh its attendance record this year there was over eighty thousand people in attendance um it was like 75 or something like that last year so growing pretty fucking quickly um 
but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like Alicia and I did costumes most of the days. Uh, Friday night I did, uh, there was a middle earth prom and, uh, I went as uh prom night Frodo. I had like a, uh, powder blue tuxedo, like the, from, um, dumb and dumber, uh, Harry and Lloyd suit. I've yeah. got like the powder blue suit from that. And I wore like the, uh, like, uh, hobbit cloak with the like little brooch and the one ring and everything with that uh and and my like light up sting sword and then on uh on saturday i pilfered alicia's uh like handmade gandalf costume and i bought like a wig and beard off of amazon and a lot of people wanted their pictures with me that day which was fun so yeah it was a lot of fun i saw a shit ton of really good cosplays um there was an uh, i'm just gonna highlight a few really quickly there was an uh, Ash Wednesday. So it was Wednesday Adams, basically like cosplaying as Ash Ketchum from Evil oh Dead. Oh my god, amazing. So she had like the fucking like chainsaw for hand and everything. Isn't Ash Ketchum from fucking Pokemon? Yeah, oh, sorry, Ash, Ash Williams. I was Ash like, Williams. that's wrong. <laughs> Ash Williams. I still think it's cool. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Ash Williams. Uh, yeah, from Evil Dead. Uh, what else? There was. Uh, this really crazy, like, lycanthrope werewolf costume that was, like, like seven fucking feet tall. Um, looked like something out of, like, an American werewolf in Paris or whatever. London. Or London. Whatever that movie is. London. Paris um, was the garbage one from the 90s. Right, right, right. Uh, there was a quail man from... Uh, quail uh, man! Those are the ones I always really like, are, like, the ones that are sort of obscure, but, like, if you get it, people really appreciate it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, like my my friend's Calvin and Hobbes cosplay fell into that category. Like not a lot of people figured it out, but when they did, they're like, "That's awesome." There was so many fucking ricks. So oh my God. many. Was there any pickle ricks? There were mul- There were many pickle ricks. There were councils yeah. of ricks. There were entire oh photo God. shoots that were just Rick and Morty and various Rick and Morty That's characters. Amazing. And like that. Um, I probably so uh, there's at Dragon Con. Like there's been sort of this like trend. Like a few years ago, there was like. Uh, a shit ton of Deadpools, like, you know, hundreds of de- Deadpool costumes, and then the last couple of years, it's been shit tons of Harley Quinn costumes, and then this year, like, it was, uh, Rick is the new Harley Quinn and Deadpool kind of thing. Yeah. Like, that was the one everybody was kind of I kind of, I kind of expected Rick and Morty to be, like, the big thing this year. Yeah. Um, it was last year, yeah. too. There was a bunch, I saw a bunch of Ricks last year, but nowhere near the scale that I saw this year. And it's also, I mean, um, Turner and Adult Swim and everything is based in Atlanta too, right? So yeah. like they've got a pretty big following here because of that as well. Yeah, I'd imagine like the Archer uh, cosplay was probably pretty prevalent too down there. Then right, yeah, They're all down there too, right? Yeah, like I the, saw uh, I saw a woman uh, cosplaying as Pam that had like the fucking like, and she was like half naked and had the fucking tattoo written the tattoo? on her back. That's amazing. Oh yeah, my God. it was really good. My uh, my friend actually Josh who does a really amazing uh, Thranduil cosplay. Um, premiered a uh, Hela cosplay from Thor Ragnarok, the Cape Blanchett nice character, and it was fucking out of this world. Like he made that fucking crazy headset and everything. Really? Yeah. And two more. There was one uh, at the um, evening at Bree, like the Tolkien sort of nighttime party event. There's a costume contest, and there were a oh. couple guys that were cosplaying as Moss and Roy from the ET- IT crowd. Nice. But they were cost. It was. Moss and Roy cosplaying as Frodo and Sam. Oh, awesome! It was really good. And the guy that did uh, that did Moss like had the mannerisms down and everything, like the jerky, like really awkward uh, movements and everything. That, that yeah. was really good. And then That's the one cool. that. 
the one that fucking took the cake of the entire con and has gotten reposted like everywhere. You guys might have even seen it. Was there was an Olena Tyrell uh, getting wheeled around in a wheelchair? And this woman's like eighty something and has been doing Olena Tyrell for a year. But this week, this year, she had a little sign that said "It was me," and <gasps> and a pair of you know those uh, the like Thug Life meme. Yeah, she had yeah. a pair of those like Thug Life pixelated glasses that she was wearing around the whole yeah. con with this. I, saw, like, I see it. I see it right now. Yeah, yeah, that was on Reddit. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah I went on Reddit. Not it went on dead fucking, yet. Like, yeah, it went on like uh, Entertainment Weekly. It went on like all sorts of big, uh, big media outlets and shit like that. And that was yeah. fucking awesome. She oh man, what a cool lady. Yeah, <laughs> I like the one that says "Not dead yet." <laughs> um. Yeah, and uh, she I think she was one of the big like hits of the uh of the Dragon Con parade and stuff too. But yeah, there was really cool guests like I got I didn't meet Stanley, but like I was within like 20 feet of him. Uh like when he was doing meet and greets and stuff like that, I walked past. I got comic signed by a bunch of like artists, uh comic artists and writers um both current and past like uh for any of our listeners that are DC fans or comic book fans, uh, like guys like Peter David and Van Jensen and Frank Thierry, who's working on DC's upcoming metal crossover and uh, Giants and Brendan Fletcher and Babs Tarr. So that's always cool to sort of get to interact with the people that make the stuff that you really enjoy kind of thing. Um, Alicia won a $200 shawl made by the company who made like a lot of the textiles for the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, so it's That's like awesome. that, that like gray, uh, it's made of the same like, um, fabric that they made, like those, uh, uh, elven cloaks that the hobbits wear that like they can camouflage themselves as rocks with and stuff like that. Oh, cool. Um, and, uh, Alicia bought a full tang, really nice, like replica master sword. Yeah, she was posted on Instagram. It looked amazing. Yeah, I mean, normally they look they look like pretty cheap and and shitty kind of thing. But like when we saw this one, like wow, that one looks fucking legit. And it is like like you can't wear it on your hip because it would be dragging on the ground. You have to strap it to your fucking back, like Link. Kind That's of thing. And cool. It, yeah, and it came like with a belt, so you can strap it to your back and shit too. So uh, she's been looking for like a really good quality one for a while, and uh, yeah, so. So that was my geek of the week was attending Dragon Con. It's my fourth or fifth time, depending on sort of how you count uh, going. And uh, we already bought our badges for next year. We're not even totally sure we're going to be living in Atlanta next year, but we've got so many friends and stuff down here. And it's kind of become a tradition at this point that we'll make a trip down here if we're not still living in Atlanta at the point at that time. So and that uh, segues very nicely into our. Meat of the episode! Dirty meat! <laughs> conventional meat! Conventional meat. It's always nerdy meat. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week on Dance Robot Dance, I asked uh, everybody to basically plan their own con. Their, like, ideal convention. Uh, it can be, like, personalized. It can be whatever the fuck you want. Um, so we're going to go over guests. We're going to go over like panels or th- that you want to have, uh, maybe contests and then like evening events and stuff like that. So sort of the whole gamut of stuff that you can do at a convention. Um, and, uh, but the trick is that sort of, this is sort of like the first year of the convention. It's only going to, we only have the space for a couple of days. So it's not like super, you know, it's not like one of those big, like four or five day cons or something like that. But luckily you have like unlimited budget and 
the power to apparently resurrect people from the dead if you want to. <laughs> you have you have necromancy necromancy abilities to put on this convention with. So yeah, we each kind of put together our own, and I'm really interested to see where this goes for everybody. So first off, I want you guys to just sort of tell us about uh, let's let's just call them Christy Con, Mark Con, and Tim Con. Uh, I want to hear about the overall like vibe or theme of uh, of, of Christy Con. Okay. Well, I actually, I came up with a, a name-ish for my con. All right. I'll, um, I'll allow I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I'll explain it. And <laughs> this would never, ever happen in a million years, but it'd be really fucking cool if it could. <laughs> um, and it's called Fantatheory Con. So, <laughs> I see where Fantatheory. this is going. So the idea is that... Wait, it's- is this for Juggalos? <laughs> Fanti theory. No, no, oh. Fanta. Yeah, I guess that works. Like fantasy. Fanta- yeah, I get, it. I get it. I'm just making a bad joke. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> no, so, it's uh, fuck. You got it wrong, Mark. It's fucking Fago. Juggalo it's Fago, drinks right, Fago. Right, Fago. Sorry. Oh, uh, Mark fucked close. up his joke. Uh. Ooh. <laughs> okay. And on the weekend, celebrating scary clowns as well. All right, I quit the podcast. Bye. <laughs> Can kicked, you? kicked. We can't do it without you. We can't do it without you. Please don't leave. <laughs> we'll, send you, we'll send you the files after. Yeah, we'll yeah, send thanks. you everything. I'll, edit, I'll still edit, right? I just can't be on it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, good. Okay, so my, my con. So my idea is that it is in preparation for the entire year because for six months after the con happens, people are invited to uh, contrive and write their own theories based on the biggest um, games and movies and television shows that have come out or are coming out. And then they have six months to write up um, these ideas and submit them for potentially to be used as entertainment throughout the con um, at various things that I'll talk about in a bit or uh, for a big contest that I'll talk about when we get to that part. I don't want to give too much away. But the whole (laughs) idea is that um, fans get to actively participate in their favorite worlds in the fantasy genre um, so that they actually feel like they have a stake in it. And in doing so, um, there's potential that their episodes or ideas might get picked up and they could get credit on their favorite genre specific or not genre specific, um, like shows or games or anything like that. They'd get there. That's part of the contest um, area that I'll talk about. Nice. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of where mine is going. All I right. think it'd be really fun. Yeah, I like I like that idea. I never would have come up with that. So this is why we well, have other hosts. <laughs> and it's it's funny because like to me, me <laughs> to me it's such a natural step because people already make up their own like fan yeah. theories and like ideas about character meshing and stuff like that. Like you were just saying, what Alicia did, she most precautions were m- meshes. So like um, to me, it was just a natural progression. So cool. I'll say that. I'll say that for now. All right. Uh, moving on to Mark, what is the overall theme of MarkCon? Well, see, I was torn because I do. I've been to a ton of cons too, and I'm, I usually kind of like the schizophrenic um, decor that ends up kind of accompanying a con because they're usually like all over the place, and there's fancy yeah. shit here, and there's all this sci-fi stuff here, and the comic book stuffs there. But if I had unlimited budget and a specific space that I could just like totally deck out. I would spend a ton of money just making it look like Starfleet headquarters for the weekend. <laughs> nice. Like that would be what I want. I just want all the signage to look like Starfleet shit. I don't care if everybody else is there to do comic book stuff or whatever. I just want everybody like the staffs decked out in Starfleet uniforms. 
all the signage <laughs> has that like Elkvars kind of thing to it. Like, if you're going to spend the money, I want it to look like legit, like I'm in San Francisco in 2360 or something like that, and just wandering <laughs> around like a Star Starfleet facility kind of thing, like and like yeah. have like shuttles, like prop shuttles built and stuff like that, and like. If you're going down a spiral staircase, there's a warp core running through it. Like, I want that kind of <laughs> shit going on. I want that everywhere. Um, so that was my, like, big thing. Otherwise, like, I like... You've talked about Dragon Con before and about how it's, like, it's set up in different... Or maybe it was. Maybe it's not anymore. I don't know how it works. But, like, where it was in different hotel lobbies and stuff like that. Yep. I like the idea of, like, if you have, like, three or four different hotels, each of them being segmented off and ha- being rethemed specifically to that. So if you have an older kind of hotel, that turns into the gothic kind of horror area mm-hmm. and a newer one will you do the star trek thing and make it all glossy and starfleety and then there's another one that can be like whatever middle of the road and do the comic book stuff there because that can be whatever you want it to be kind of thing but decorate it according to the architecture of the building and really spend the money like making it look like oh this looks like the um is it the outreach in the shining or something like that I what's don't that remember. fucking the hotel in the shining oh uh oh shit it's called the hotel in the shining thanks <laughs> Christy. You're welcome. Uh, I don't think it's the outreach. Is, Overlo- is it Overlook? Overlook, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Either way, Overlook, the Overlook Hotel. Overlook? Yeah. So the Overlook, I would want it to like de- decked out like that kind of thing with that weird kind of vibe to it, like that kind of Kubricky vibe. If you're going to go that way. So I don't know. I had a couple thoughts about it because, like, like I said, like I could go either way and just have it just be like generic con because that's what I'm used to and that's part of like the culture that I'm engrossed in and stuff like that so mm-hmm. i love that too but i definitely think if you could spend the money and make something look like starfleet i would just fucking want to live there so nice that would be awesome that's my <laughs> that's the one that i would really want to do that does sound like fun mm-hmm. yeah all right so in, in my case for tim com uh tim con i would want it geared entirely at sort of what i'm going to call nerds of a certain age so this is like Mark and mine is like fucking like bread and butter, right? Like I want it targeted at people that grew up as nerds in the nineties, right? Because like now we're starting to get stuff. <laughs> I did. Christy did as well, yeah. Chris, we all sort of we all fall into that category. Maybe it's slightly shifted uh, angles or time points or whatever. But uh, Christy uh, just did it like West Coast time, right? Like she yeah. time shifted, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Three hours behind. <laughs> Because, I mean, to, there are a lot of, like, younger fandoms that I'm just not really as into kind of thing, and I would love to have a con that's just focused on, like, sort of kids of the 90s kind of thing, um, or, like, teens of the 90s or whatever. So, in terms of the overall, like, vibe, uh, I want it to be, uh, like, just really relaxed, accepting. I want it to be fucking R-rated, no kids allowed, just because of the content that, that I'm planning on kind of thing. Where my money is going is to like just shit tons of amazing booze and really good like <laughs> catered food all included in your admission. That's cool. Cuz that's one thing that cons never have is fucking like decent food. <laughs> it's yeah. always like shitty, you know, like well, for instance for Dragon Con like uh Papa John's like just brings down fucking their like mobile trailers and just pumps out pizza constantly all weekend kind of thing. Yeah, we get we get pizza pizza at uh, Fan Expo, but that's pretty much all you get all weekend is like garbage cardboard pizza. I mean there so. there are restaurants around that you can eat in and stuff like that, but they're super pricey, so I just want and that to be probably... like Yeah, exactly. They're all they're all packed kind of thing. So that's I, I went more on the practical aspect for that sort of thing. So I want just this sort of like R-rated, like, laid-back con where everybody's just fucking reminiscing about uh, the sort of the the stuff that we grew up on, and um, yes, so that that's my con. 
That's Tim. I want to go to your con. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to move on then to uh, to our guests. So I told the guys that everybody could have uh, four guests. Um, they have to be real people. You can't have like fictional characters attending your con, but they can be anybody. They can be living or dead. I guess you could even like pick what era, you know, what age you want them to be or whatever. You know, if you want to have like fucking like uh, like Harry Potter or fuck, it's a kid that played Harry Potter. Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe, like when he's like 20 or something like that. You can have Daniel Radcliffe when he's 20 or whatever. Um, so, all right, let's go back around then uh, for Fanta Theory Con. Is that it? Yeah. All right. Fair, yeah. What are, who are the four guests at Fanta Theory Con? Well, that was really hard. Because <laughs> um, I, uh, I had so many that I wanted to do, but I just, I, I kind of cheated. And I put them into panels. So like I'll I'll get back to my panels, but my guests that I would have would be uh, Neil Gaiman, okay, because uh, I feel like he'd be really receptive to the ideas that I want the con to be. He's pretty supportive of of fanfic and stuff like that, right? Yeah, he's yeah. really supportive of fanfic, which is why actually I picked the four that I did. Neil Gaiman is extremely supportive. He loves to read other people's stuff. He's totally in touch with his fans and like just. Uh, a pretty rad dude. And he's written some of the best fantasy out there. I would also have Pat Rothfuss because <laughs> he was the writer of the King Killer Chronicles. Really? Really? I don't, I don't think no, we've ever talked about that before. Not, well, King Killer Chronicles is this story <laughs> that is kind of both. And it's really, really good because he's an anti-hero. Anyway, I'll tell you about it sometime. I'll tell you about right. it sometime. Okay. But um, by the way... Totally took over the the conversation on the Facebook. I was like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> suck it, guys!" Because um, you mentioned it directly in that episode, Christy. Well, don't make this about no. Because you started to like veer off, and we were like, "No, no, no, Christy, I'm focus on what here. we're talking about. Focus here. on what we're talking about." Like right so, now, where you should focus on what we're talking yeah. about. I am. This so, is part of what we're talking about. <laughs> so he he wrote that uh, that book the. Uh, the wheel killer of time. I'm gonna kill you. Gonna <laughs> right? You I thought I heard King. The, 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 wheel, the, wheel, the wheel killer Stop. of ice. Stop, Stop it. Stop. <laughs> okay. And then okay. Gandalf comes in and he says, Do or do not, there is no try. I'm gonna kill yeah. you. <laughs> and then he gets and then he gets transported back up to the Enterprise. <laughs> but misses and ends up on the TARDIS. <laughs> All right, Patrick Rothfuss. Rothfuss, because again, very supportive of fan theories, loves to like um, get it. And like, whenever anyone's talking about it on the internet, sometimes he'll uh, pop in and just give like a bit of information and then leave. Probably um, because he is still fucking looking for ideas for his next books. How dare you? Um, <laughs> no, he's and he's just like he's really engaged with his fans, and that's something I really think is important if you're going to have a guest. You don't want somebody who's going to be there who's like. Ugh. Um, and I would have J.K. Rowling because I think that her story is one that everyone should hear. Not Harry Potter specifically, even though it's great. But her, um, personal, but story. her personal story of perseverance and like you know finding fame and following your dreams when she was destitute and like on you know there was she could have easily gotten a nine to five job and forgotten all about her creative flourish just because she was exhausted with depression and being a single mother and all that stuff, but she didn't. And I think that's a really cool story. And also she's very cool about, um, fan theories and 
invested in like hearing what people have to think and she'll like even even with Chris Child she threw in a couple of things that fans had wished for and like you know Pottermore was her gift to fans um so all that stuff and then the and the now, final and now she swings she swims around in piles of money fucking Scrooge McDuck style yeah seriously <laughs> seriously but she gives a lot of it away yeah she's very generous yeah. she's a very cool lady and um, lastly, uh, because I want him at every convention I ever go to, even though I've been to so few, I would love to have him. I'll give you a guess. He's a fan. He's a fan favorite of many things. Kevin Smith? No. Shatner? No. You're naming my fucking guest list off. Stop it, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> Only Shatner. Always. <laughs> No, okay. Joss Whedon? No. I don't think you have to say Kevin Smith shows, like, you, have to, you don't have to put Kevin Smith on guest list. I think he just knows there's a con and shows up at yeah. them now. Or speaking of which, I, I did get to fucking meet Ming Chen at uh, yeah, Dragon Con. awesome. Cool. Yeah. So. Um, but Chris no. doesn't even know who he is. Nope. Um, <laughs> I just want to be supportive. Um, he works but, at Kevin yeah. Smith's comic book store in New Jersey. That's James oh. on the Bob Secret Stash, and he's on Comic Book Men. He's on Comic Book Men, yeah. Cool. That's cool for him. <laughs> Sorry, who's your fourth guest? No, fourth that's guest? okay. I don't think uh, it's, guest. it's Nathan Fillion. Nice. He was at Dragon Con this year. Ah, oh, I would have him everywhere all the time. I'd be like, Nathan, come back. Nathan, never leave. Nathan, phrasing. come to my apartment. Yeah, I'm. You didn't think I thought about that phrasing? I would. <laughs> we know you would. That's why I said it. He is especially Nathan considering he's. One of the stars of a show about fucking conventions now. Is he? Yeah, Con Man. Have you not seen Con Man? I didn't know. No. Him and Alan Tudyk. <gasps> Tudyk. <laughs> yeah, Wash. I love him too. He would. He would have to join Nathan. How do Reavers kill their spears or clean their spears? They put them through the wash. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um those would be my those would be my top four that I would definitely want to have at my at my con. Nice. My that sounds four. like a blast. Yeah, Nathan Fillion, I didn't see his panels because they're just always so fucking packed. Like they're the sort of things you have to line up for like, you know, two hours in advance or whatever, and that's what not what I'm at con for, but uh from everything I've heard, he's so much fun at cons and stuff like that. Him and uh, John Barrowman was the other one this year that was an absolute fucking blast from everything I've heard. Mm-hmm. Barrowman's always good at cons, man. He was awesome last time he was a fan. I, I was at Fan Expo and he was there. Yeah, he was a lot of fun. He's cool he from people he was, and shit. He's a yeah. awesome. He was uh, walking around in a uh, for a whole day. I think he wore like a sequined uh, like um, Wonder Woman outfit. Yeah, like little yeah. hot pants and like a really tight shirt and a little tiara and everything and the boots. Yep, fucking rocked mm-hmm. it. Yep. All right, then. Uh, Mark, who are your four guests at MarkCon? Um, well, mine, mine, are a little, mine are a little scattershot, so mine's a little weird. But um, I, th- I mean, obviously you want Stan Lee to show up, but my, my big pick, if I'm going to be able to resurrect people, <laughs> um, I want Jack Kirby at one of these things. Good pull. Good pull. Because I, w- <clears throat> I want the two of them to kind of sit down and like talk about creating what is now like... And also just to have let Jack actually see the fucking world yeah. he created now, because like he died in he died in the early nineties, right? So he didn't get to yeah. see like all this stuff come is, to fruition. Yeah, all this stuff become like pop culture, basically. Like it is not pop just culture, like an offshoot right? kind of thing. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. So he never would have got to see that. Also, um, him and the two big ones that I wanted were him and Bill Finger. Because I think, because mm. he died in the 70s or something like that. He's got a story to tell. And he's, exactly, that's the panel I want to fucking sit there for two hours and listen <laughs> to him tell the story. Because I can only imagine the kind of story he would get to tell about creating what is, like, ostensibly the most popular character in pop culture now, right? Like, And not just that, but, like, his take on how, what that character has become. Because it's so different than the character that it started out as. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, it would be really, but just, just like knowing what he would think of, like, especially now that his stories kind of come out more, yeah. like, people are really cognizant of the fact that, like, yeah, Bob Kane came up with, like, the general idea, but, like, all the details and all the cool shit that we all love about Batman was, like, his yeah. kind of, like, baby and stuff like that. And, like, he created Commissioner Gordon in the Batcave and the Joker and, like, all the shit that, like, was him. Mm-hmm. Um, he never got to see the fruits of that labor kind of thing. I mean, I guess he just, he did, but he never got to like experience like being the guy who created everything. Like he yeah. didn't get, didn't get the, the fame and the glory and that yeah, kind of the thing. fame or the credit or whatever for like doing that. Right. So like, I would love to be able to have somebody like him see like what that character became and like what his little, what, what, what like created on a lark kind of thing to like sell magazines for five cents a pop or whatever in the thirties yeah. became, <laughs> Like, this huge fucking multi-billion dollar industry, like, especially in and to itself, too. Like, you don't even need to include the rest of the DCU to, like, make Batman, like, one of the biggest characters going kind of thing. It's just mm-hmm. Batman is Batman, right? So, that would be that would be that one. Um, the other one I'd really like to do, I don't know if this counts as more than one guest or not, but I'd really like to do, like, a full cast Deep Space Nine panel. I know we were just <laughs> talking about it. Because it doesn't happen, and Avery Brooks is kind of reclusive, and it would be really nice to get, like, that whole cast together. Because, like... The... That's not for guests. That's Mark's it's cheating. The... He's I'm... cheating Well, it's, like, the same thing, right? Like, <laughs> I, did, I cheated, too. I just kept mine. I kept mine. <laughs> um, otherwise, for guests, I've always, I've always wanted to, like, kind of... And this is me wanting to, like, have all, like, my cake and eat it, too, but have, like, all my fandoms in the same spot. But it would be really cool if you're doing, like, a... Uh, a convention in Canada specifically to have some of like the musicians in Canada show up and stuff like that, or to have like Alan cross front a panel of like, I knew you were going to get music in there. Well, I had to right eventually, <laughs> but like just have like the lead singers from the big can rock bands in the nineties, like with a, an Alan cross hosted panel and yeah. just talk about like those days kind of thing would just be, I mean, it would be, it's super niche, obviously, like, and a couple of my panels and Chris stuff like Murphy that. Chris Murphy there, and your Joel Plaskett, yeah. and your... Exactly, yeah. like Hugh Dillon, and like yeah. Matthew Good and all that kind of shit, like all those guys just up there just shooting the shit about like doing edge fests for like a summer or whatever, Marty, and what Marty it was Johnson like. Johnson. And- yeah, exactly, like have all those guys, but I just figure if you're going to do it, have Alan Cross, who is like, whatever, the purveyor of all that is like alt-rock knowledge in Canada. We need to do our Can Rock episode pretty soon, I think. Yeah, we're going to have to do that at some Coming. point. It's going to be, uh, that'll be a long one, I think, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a long one. Like, Chrissy's going to have exactly the same look she has right now, where she's not really... Deer in headlights. <laughs> deer in the headlights. Why are like they what? talking about a band yeah. that I've never heard of? Who, Who the, the fuck is a Big Wreck? Yeah, what the fuck is a Big Wreck? <laughs> is it the same as Big Sugar? Are they talking about the same band? <laughs> no, totally different bands. Actually, speaking of which, I think this weekend, John K. Sampson's playing uh, in Hamilton. Like, oh, tomorrow nice. night. Yeah. Oh, for Supercrawl. Yeah, for Supercrawl. He's playing that this weekend. So if I if he, I think he's playing tomorrow night. If he I didn't have Queens of the Stone Age tickets for tomorrow, I was gonna go and see him, but I already have tickets to that. Royal, Royal yeah. Blood and Queens of the Stone Age. So. <laughs> I 
Nice. Super crawl. Uh, so that's that was no, that was four because you fucking shoehorn an entire cast into your fourth one, you cheater. Goddamn right. All right, <laughs> I picked four, like literally just four guests. Uh, my first one, my first guest at TimCon is Kevin Smith. Yeah, because that's what I think. Kevin Smith just shows up. Like if you say there's a con, <laughs> Kevin Smith appears. Jay's probably there too. He doesn't come to Dragon. I don't think he's a, uh. He's never been to any of the Dragon Cons I've been at, anyways. He was in since the thing was weird. He was in Toronto the weekend before Fan Expo this year. Like he mm. spoke on the twenty fifth. He's doing yeah. He's doing one of those like you know, uh, ask ask Kevin Smith or evening with Kevin Smith things uh, in October, like a month from now. Yeah, they, they had one of those. It was just supposed to be him. It turned into Jay and Silent Bob get old though here, nice. so I didn't go because eh, I don't want to see Jay rub his dick for an hour and a half. I've seen that a couple <laughs> times in my life already. So. <laughs> yeah, I just I think he's. I mean, he obviously has so much to say on so many nerdy topics that I think he'd just have a massive amount to contribute overall. Um, plus, yeah. obviously, like his own movies have been so influential and had a personal effect on me. So I would definitely want him there. Um, why doesn't he just do his own con? I've never quite understood why he doesn't like shoehorn himself SWAT, into one con or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Get Mosier to come back finally. Fuck, he's been in Europe for so long. I miss Smodcast <laughs> so much. Um, my second guest uh, is sort of a multi-purpose guest. My second guest is Mark Hamill. Wow, yeah, can't really go wrong there, right? Exactly. I mean, he's such a he's such a great personality. He is very like friendly with fans and stuff like that. And obviously, he's got all of the uh, Star Wars stuff, and then uh, all of the voice acting, particularly. The uh, the Joker Batman animated series stuff as well that yeah. you can talk to him about. Um, and obviously, it's going to be a huge draw. My third one is where things start to go a little bit weird. My third one is Stephen Colbert. Oh, I would, oh. yeah, amazing. That's a great idea. That's because, amazing. Because he is like such, I mean, obviously, he's such a, a persona, but also is just such a... Uh, a geek icon as well like and he's not as much as like a kevin smith but like out of that whole like pantheon of late night people he's the one that really plays to that the most and yeah. really embraces it the most like he, yeah, he he's one of us in the biggest baddest way possibly. yeah exactly i mean obviously his main thing is is tolkien but he also does go like way off in, into uh like star comic wars books. nerdery and comic books and stuff like that as well and then my fourth one uh this one really is mostly for me is uh, Dan Jurgens, who's my favorite uh, both comic yeah. writer and comic artist, uh, and wrote a lot of my favorite stories. Uh, and again, fits really nicely. All of these fit, fit pretty well into that, like, nerds of the 90s kind of thing. Like, these are all people that resonate very strongly with our generation in yeah. particular. Um, so Dan Jurgens like, was uh, one of the key pe- uh, people in, like, the Death and Return of Superman and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I wanted him there just so I can sort of pick his brain about that. I will say, as an honorable mention, I did think about uh, including Ian McKellen in my list just to pander to Alicia, to pander to my wife. But fuck it, it's my con, not hers. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, with that, let us move on to our panels for our con. So I asked everybody to put together sort of three panels. You could could be like a panel with your guests, um, like a fan discussion, like with none of your guests, where you just talk about stuff. Like I did a one... Um, that Christy would have really loved. We did a loony. There was a, a loony Game of Thrones fan theory panel, where there was a panel of like just panels. Game of Thrones super fans that were just throwing out like their favorite like crazy fucking theories or crazy fucking theories that they've come up with. Um, and then uh, the audience just got to shout theirs out. So it could be that kind of thing, or it could be you know actual like interviews with your actual guests kind of thing. 
Chrissy, at some point, I have to tell you about some of the crazy fucking theories that I came with up with or heard sitting in that room. Yes, 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 yes. Because that's <laughs> funny. One of my panels was the Game of Thrones cast gives their own theories, but I'll just take that one out now because you already said that. <laughs> All right. Um, so, well, then let's start you out then, Christy. The uh, the your three panels or whatever for uh, Ed, for Fanta Theory Con. I need a new name, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so my first one would be a, the captains panel. So all the Star Trek captains <laughs> would come. So you did just add in more guests. Yeah, <laughs> but um, they would come sit. And discuss each other's arcs, and okay. like hear what the others thought of theirs. Didn't they have where a, they... Uh, a panel with all the Star Wars Star Trek uh, captains like a couple years ago? At they had, did they? it wasn't a panel at, uh, at Comic Con. He uh, Shatner did a documentary about them. That was like oh the captains. right the captains right 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 yeah. So yeah, you can actually pretty much go watch this on Netflix. I think it's on Netflix. <laughs> well, right but now. they're not they're not talking to each other necessarily. It's just Shatner mm, interviewing each one, right? No, no, that's true. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah. Would be cool. That would be something I would like to see too. Is having uh, all the captains in one room. Yeah, yeah, would be interesting. And I think it'd be fun to like hear them talk about each other's mm-hmm. um, things. Uh, another panel that I would like to have uh, since we're doing Game of Thrones would be um, Gamers Delight, where uh, you would have you would have the people from the biggest gaming studios, studios, uh, and like the biggest gaming studios of the year come, like their head writers, and mm. they could um, listen to uh, have questions asked about them about where you know secrets about the story or listen to your thoughts about where it is like you could walk up and say like a short theory and they could give you how much of you know as much as they want to about whether it's relevant or not okay and then i think a really cool one to have would be um this is me cheating again (laughs) is one of one of two uh i think it'd be really cool to have a bunch of well-known voice actors come in like nolan north troy baker tara strong justin roiland um John DiMaggio, like just a, a whole whack of them come in and talk about what it's like to be have to play a million different characters. Yeah. You know who else would be really good for that? What's the fucking... There's a, a guy that does uh, a lot of the Star Wars animated voices. Yeah. There's always Frank Welker, too, who did like yeah. all the voices in the 80s. Oh, and stuff I'm like just... That. Yeah, I'm just naming people off the top of my head. I mean, Tim's Tim's con's got Mark Hamill already, so there's... Yeah. there's Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. He's on too. Oh yeah, by the way, these are all happening on the same weekend, so we, no. Oh no. <laughs> we can't have each other's deaths. No. <laughs> um, Wait, no, Phoenix uh, and Dragon Con seem to share guests every year. Um no, James Arnold Taylor is the one I'm thinking of for uh um he did a uh, Obi-Wan on the Clone Wars, but has done a huge oh. number of other uh yeah. voice acting as well. I think it'd just be cool to listen to people talk about their craft and how they can separate into these different voices, like how they created mm. them. Um, and like, I think voice actors, I would love to have Andy Serkis come in and talk about what it's like to be him too, just as a side note, but cause he's amazing. Yeah. But, um, and also, also very much a voice has a lot of voice acting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, obviously he does the motion cap stuff too, but, but he's just incredible. Mm. I should have put him on my guest list cause I would love to have him as a guest, <laughs> but, um, there, so there's that, or my. I know this is this is like an honorable mention, but I'd really love to have the Adventure Zone guys come in. Have you guys heard about the Adventure Zone? No. 
It's uh, okay. Have you ever heard about the podcast? My brother, my brother and me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's those guys and their dad playing a D and D campaign. And it's been going on for like three years. At this oh point. yeah. 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 And I've been listening to it. And it's amazing. And I think it'd be really cool to have them do a live, like three hour game but like make it a panel in the way that people can come up and offer items or they can offer they can line up to like have their name included in the campaign and like i don't know something cool just to let the fans feel like they're a really big part of at least one chunk of this campaign that's going on because people fucking love it (laughs) so on which of these panels do people get to uh do the entire theme of your con which is interacting with creators and getting to talk about their fan theories and stuff like that. Well, that's the thing. I had the Game of Thrones one, but I can't talk about that. I had the fantasy authors discuss um, their work, but I figured, like, they all kind of mix. This is why you couldn't have just three panels, Tim. You would have to have, like, <laughs> eight panels. And yeah, I have... show's only two hours, so I had to limit I have eight panels written down, and I've, like, told you just a few. All right, well, maybe we'll have to have, like, a... Uh... Fanta Theory Con the second or something. Well, you Hold guys should also notes. he should talk to my Mark because he's he and the one up guys are considering what it might be like to start a con in Hamilton. Nice. That it's like awesome. there already is a Hamilton Comic Con. I thought mm-hmm. like like a more general con. Or well, we'll see. Thing? It's like on. It's oh, like a fringe one. idea, you know, like something just bubbling. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's it's a growth industry for sure. I mean, uh, even even though there are a lot of local ones popping up, like there are a lot that are sort of uh, the big ones are getting bigger and the small ones are usually doing pretty well, too, because there are a lot of people now that are like, I don't want to go to that one. It's gotten too big. I'll just go to this yeah. local one kind of thing instead yeah. and can still meet some cool people and it's not as crowded or whatever. So, yeah, Fan Expo has got so nuts the last couple of years. I think it's, it's usually it, well above 125,000 people like. Yeah. through the doors every year kind of thing for the past like at least five years it's gotten to the, like the last time i was there i was like this is a little much like yeah i love this shit and i was like fuck this is craziness like i, <laughs> I don't want to deal with it anymore so i know tool for this shit so. yeah i really i have to i have to uh still go and experience yeah that's I, can't even, I couldn't even imagine what it would be like because like i i saw fan expo grow over the course of like being like 25,000 people kind of thing at its biggest when the, the first year I went and then like to the point where like it was like 100,000 people over the course of the Saturday or something like that and it was just like holy shit <clears throat> like so I saw it grow to like the insane proportion that it is now and it's I haven't been in a couple years because I lost my con partner when he moved to fucking Korea but um, <laughs> maybe a con partner will move back except that con partner yeah. will be going to Dragon Con Atlanta yeah we're probably gonna have to go to Dragon Con next year. I think that'll be fun. <laughs> Dance Robot Dance does Dragon Con. Fucking right. I think that'll be fun. <laughs> I think it would. All right. In that case, let's we could get move. A, we could get a booth and do live podcasts or some stupid bullshit. <laughs> yeah, We've got the gear now. You're you're stepping on my panels now, Mark. So why don't you uh, start talking about Step yours? Up. Yeah. All right. Um, mine are a little weird, and maybe not so much panels as like kind of um, I don't know what you would call it, like fan gathering kind of thing sessions. Yeah, that kind of stuff. My my first one was kind of um like uh creative team collaborative uh speed dating. It's a little niche, granted, mm-hmm. but it would be fun to just kind of have like a bunch of writers and a bunch of artists who are all wannabes like break to break into comics or whatever you want to do. They just pitch to each other? 
just pitch to each other and you have artists be like, oh, I like that idea. Like, let's talk like, oh, I like yeah. that idea. Let's talk that kind of thing. So because it's hard to find a good collaborator for yeah. that kind of thing. So it would be cool to have like a spot at a con where you're obviously going to have like minded people kind of sit down and be like, oh, I want to do this superhero idea, blah. And then one of the art, like the artist could be like, oh, that sounds cool. Let's talk like that kind of thing. Just to alleviate the fact that finding a reliable writer or partner has been difficult over the last <laughs> couple of years. So yeah. I think that would be kind of interesting to do. And that sort of thing, well, not maybe not the speed dating sort of thing, but um, I sort of learned for the first time this year that that sort of business does go down at these kind of cons. Like uh, my comic store uh, is patronized by a sort of like semi-pro comic book artist who okay. apparently um, at Dragon Con... Uh, I guess it, this sort of the discussion's been going on for a while, but it was at Dragon Con that he finally like locked down. Um, he's and he's going to be doing uh, art for the the Gifted uh, TV series, like promotional oh, nice. art and stuff like that for them. Um, and it's basically like a uh, a bunch of like online web comics and stuff like that. So that I and I had no idea that people that that would sort of be the kind of thing that would happen at a convention, right? You'd think that they would just like, fly people to the offices or whatever, but. Or just over a Skype call or whatever, but I guess. Well, no, because like what they do a lot, and that's how they used to recruit artists, right? Like you would go to con and have your portfolio review. They don't do it as much anymore, from what I understand. But like when I was going to con, my main reason for going to con was like I was bringing my portfolio with me and looking for editors. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I was trolling just to like just to get a critique, not necessarily looking for work. Just be like, mm -hmm. am I in the right direction? Am I doing the right thing? Kind of thing. Yeah. Which leads me into my next panel, which is more like um, having a very specific, and it would be kind of a weird sequestered and probably expensive thing to do but like have like comic book boot camp because i know marvel dc does it where they'll fly guys like new artists like into new york and like mm -hmm. have them sit with not new york senior artists and editors well that's right sorry it was new york back LA, in the day. Now, yeah. la now yeah hollywood yeah and like sit with like some of the the their seasoned guys and be like you're the next batch so like we're looking let's look at your stuff what do you need to improve on like let's do some drawing like let's figure this kind of stuff out because we can't afford the talented people anymore. Yeah, exactly. So we need to bring all you fanboys in to like pay you yeah. peanuts and shit like that. Yeah, exactly. So that would be my other kind of thing was to have, yeah, like a comic book boot camp kind of thing. So like the writers go one way and get grilled for how terrible their scripts are. And the artists go the other way and get told how shitty they are for a day or two or whatever during the con. And like, you know, get to develop their talent a little bit while they're there kind of thing. Yeah. Be, maybe they do that after the networking thing. No, maybe before. I think the number three thing would be fun. I think getting ground down about how shitty you are should be first, and then you go have your fun and find a collaborator kind of thing afterwards. So maybe yeah. this goes first. All right. Other panels. I had, lots of, I had other shit. I had tons of stuff written down. So I definitely, <laughs> like, we talked about, like, having my, my specific guests talk, but I definitely think having Stanley and Jack Kirby on a panel together yeah. would be awesome. Maybe have somebody sitting between them so that Kirby doesn't kill Stan at one point <laughs> would probably be the best idea. <laughs> Especially if I bring... Kirby back like when he's a younger guy and stands still alive like that could get ugly really yeah. fast. Kirby was a scrappy motherfucker. Yeah, he was a scrappy mouthy motherfucker yeah. from, from all the stories that went on. Yeah, yeah, but it would be a lot of fun to have the two of them there and like maybe I guess you mean Kevin Smith's gonna show up at con eventually anyway because he always shows up <laughs> at con. So I have him kind of sit between the two of them and talk about like what went on and all this craziness that is is now like pop culture at large and like that's what they they created it together for all intents and purposes. So hearing the story from both the horse's mouths kind of thing would probably be pretty interesting. And then yeah, that'd be pretty rad getting to catch Stan 
in his bullshit when Jack calls him on it, because I'm sure that's what would probably end up happening. No, actually, I made that character stand, but thanks for taking credit yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think it'd be super interesting to do. Yeah. And then, yeah, like I mean, we I talked about having my Deep Space Nine panel, which I would just like to see all those people together in a room again because it's been a long time. And all the other it feels like all the other casts have gotten together at some point because the other casts were a lot smaller, like more contained casts. So like. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit easier to get like the seven people from TNG together at one con. There was a whole bunch of those at uh, Dragon Con yeah. this weekend. Michael Dorn was there, Brent Spiner, Marina Sirtis, Gates McFadden were all there. Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. I think basically everybody but fucking Wesley and, uh, and Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Well, because he was at um, the Nerdist thing that was going on this weekend. There was a big mm-hmm. Nerdist festival. Uh, fucking weekend. nerds got to stop scheduling shit on the same weekend. There's fucking 52 weekends out of the year. Yeah, but everybody wants to do it in the summer, right? And like, it's like Labor Day weekend ends up being weekend. like yeah yeah it's a long weekend so it ends up being like four different cons now so and people going like people from Toronto are flying to Atlanta to go to Dragon Con instead of going to Fan Expo because Fan Expo is too fucking commercial now and shit yeah. like it's craziness so. Shatner split his time between like fucking Long Beach Comic Con and Dragon Con yeah yeah I saw that because he wasn't a Fan Expo at all this year so yeah. what else did I oh I so I guess like we talked about my 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 Alan Cross led like nineties can rock bands thing but that I just want that because I think it'd be really <laughs> interesting to see yeah. All those guys. That's what, like six now? Uh, no, I think it's four. Four. <laughs> four total. There you go. So there you go. That's mine. Suck it, Tim. How's that <laughs> All right. So I, I did stick mine to three, mainly because I didn't have time to do more than that. I probably could have come up with more than three if I'd really tried and had more time. But So the first one uh, that I want would be... Um, so part of the reason that I wanted Kevin Smith my con is because he's going to be hosting a lot of the panels. Uh, I want him doing yeah. the interviews. Uh, so I want him. Oh, like an MC. Yeah, I want him like interviewing Dan Jurgens about his time writing uh, and drawing Superman and Justice League and Booster Gold and all those books that he did in like the uh, early to mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Just that one is really just for me. Uh, but I think that uh, Kev's got a lot of love for that time period in comics as well. My second one is Kevin Smith uh, interviewing Mark Hamill uh, about just Star Wars in general and about his voice acting work with the Joker. There's a two-part nice. Fat Man on Batman you can go listen to anytime. You know that, right? Is with him and Kevin uh, Mark Hamill? Before they switched it to the news format that it is now, they yeah. used to do interviews with like famous Batman alumni. Nice. And he did a two-part with Mark Hamill that's amazing. Yeah. Will- also a three-parter with uh, Neil Adams that's batshit insane. Because so. fucking, ba- yeah, Neil Adams is yeah, batshit insane. Yeah, God exactly. damn. Yeah. Uh, when you go back into the, the Fat Man on Batman archives, there's a bunch of cool stuff you could listen to about that kind of stuff. But, yeah. you know, seeing it live would be cool, too. I would be totally there for that. Yeah. I've if heard. our cons weren't on the same weekend, you fucking prick. <laughs> well, and all these two are like, uh, you know, these are places where the host will sort of guide the conversation for maybe like the first like 20 minutes or something like that. And then just kind of opens it up to the floor for people mm-hmm. You know, for the the people in the audience, the fans to be asking questions and that kind of thing, which is where a lot of the best stuff comes out. It's also where a lot of the fucking unwashed nerds come and be like, "In episode sixteen, and a wizard did it, or yeah, a wizard did it." There was a continuity error that I would like to bring to your attention. Can they just have (laughs) a? uh, (laughs) They should just have one long panel that's just Hamill reading uh, Donald Trump tweets in the Joker voice again because. I'd sit there for an hour and listen to him do that, I think. Yeah. That'd be pretty fucking awesome. Him him and no, it needs to be like a face off, like him and Andy Circus doing it head to head. Yes. Like yeah. th- they each amazing. do the same tweets and then the audience gets to like vote on who did it yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I like that. That's good. That's awesome. 
And uh, my third panel is Dance Robot Dance doing a live podcast with Kevin Smith. That is the dream. Discussing like his that. films, in particular, the Jersey Trilogy. I love that. I'd just be sitting there like... Hmm. <laughs> but he's so like approachable and personal, right? And it's the sort of thing, too, like right where we would just be like standing there you know we ask like one question and he goes off for 35 minutes and then we get yeah. to ask another question so yeah. all, like that panel probably needs to be like a good three or four hours long yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Can the content for me to edit too yes <laughs> yeah 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 uh, so. yeah that that's what I'll, I'll know we make it when we have a guest on and it's kevin smith then i'll be like i've accomplished everything <laughs> i set out to accomplish this podcast because <laughs> he guests on everybody's fucking podcast so <laughs> yeah so uh, I think I think that would be an absolute fucking blast. Yeah. Yeah, so that's all of my uh all my panels that I had planned for TimCon. Cool. So with that, uh we're gonna move on to contests. Contests are a big part of uh, a lot of conventions, whether they're like gaming contests or like a con cosplay competition, or like Dragon Con has like actual fucking like sword fighting competitions, like in full armor and shit like that. Oh, They've got yeah. like fucking battle bots and that sort of thing too, so yeah, they do, the, they do the lightsaber dueling shit at Fan Expo every yeah. year, too. Yeah, they have that as well. Um, so I asked uh, I asked our Dance Robot dancers to come up with two contests for their convention. So, Christy, what are the contests at Fanta TheoryCon? All right. So my contests are, um, and again, this goes back to the submissions needing to be in by six months before the con actually starts. Mm-hmm. Because one competition is that you submit your favorite characters to battle. And once they get all those submissions, they put up the, the ones that came up the most online. And it can be like a combination or it can be like, you know, Geralt of Witcher ver- versus Sanic the Hedgehog. Like, you know. <laughs> Sorry, can you say that again? Say it again. Sanic. Sanic? Sanic the Hedgehog. All right. that okay. Sonic. Yeah. Sanic and Knuckles. Yeah. Knuckles can't die. Um, but, uh, and then um, if you get enough votes, it goes up on, well, it would go up on like a group, uh, like a Reddit or a Facebook or something like that. And then so whoever, like, a like the top. bracket kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. So the top three, um, they'd get professional fighters to dress up in really like <laughs> hardcore, awesome cosplays and battle it out. And if fucking like, Conor McGregor to show up as like Gandalf <laughs> or some shit. Well, speaking of, yeah. speaking of Ultimate Fighting, Mark, did you see the uh, Comic Book Man episode where they paid a couple guys to dress up as Jay and Silent Bob and fight each other? Oh no, I saw the I saw the clip. I saw like the extracted bit of that. Yeah, yeah so I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> I really, I don't watch Comic Book Man. I really should get back into it. I love I do like that show. It's just it's not something that I like. There regularly. are people. Brian Johnson in particular is our people. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that'd be really fun. <laughs> And then um, uh, the second so wait, contest. Is this a three-way fight? No, three-way no. Three-way battle be, to the death. It'd be the first. Like the first round would be the would be three groups. So it'd be six fighters. Okay. And then whoever came out victorious would continue. Or I guess that'd be four groups. You'd have and, to have four. Yeah, yeah you'd have to have four. Yeah. And then it would go to. Otherwise, you end up with you end up with a fucking three-way match, and those things are a yeah. terrible thing to work yeah, in no, wrestling. We don't need to do that. that. So like so you've got like Son- Sonic and Sonic and Knuckles versus Sam and Frodo or something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and by the, the end, you have on, to man. Sonic and Tails. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and by the end, you'd have to um, 
have like the the major winner and they would like sit at a throne in for one dinner you know like that kind of thing on the iron throne yeah but <laughs> um my second contest idea is called writer's room and the idea is that um again within that 6 months you put together either an episode or you throw together a theory or you put together a really well written and thought out kind of like script and you submit it and uh after they they try to get the best people like the the top authors of each fantasy category of books comics games movies tv whatever the biggest sellers were that year and the ones who had the biggest fan bases so like this year it might be game of thrones rick and morty you know stuff like that star wars and then they would there would be a panel that would pick the top 10 to 5 to 10 and then those would go directly to authors of the actual projects who would take the time to read them and then they would announce the winners at the actual con you can't have and, a game of thrones uh, then cuz george r r martin doesn't have time for that shit he needs to be writing but it could be someone <laughs> it could be someone who wrote for the tv show fair enough and um then what happens is uh, the top one or two are, or no, the top three can be either um, voted on by an audience and then the author gets to choose his favorite or they can, the author can just come prepared with the winner. And then they take out the winner for lunch and talk about how that fits into their universe. And then if, if the author really likes them or really likes the work, they can, they can kill them and steal the idea. No, the idea is that you would win and, you would win and absorb credit. their power like the Highlander. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it would be cool for someone like you, Mark, who could like submit um, an actual comic as, uh, you know, as you're, an actual you're submission. Stealing, you're stealing my thing. Well, I'm saying, my, this is my broad, this is my broad idea. And this then, is my thing. Well, sh- I got to go first. So, um, there would be like five, five of these people, uh, like authors, um, for each one for each, uh, genre of, um, like film, television, blah, blah, blah. And they would, during the con, take that one of those winners out for lunch and they would talk about it and they would flush it out. And if they liked it, they would take it back to the pitch room and potentially bring you on as a freelance writer or, like creative for story consultant for an episode or like part of the book or something like that. So yeah, I thought that would be kind of cool. It would require a lot of cooperation, but I think someone within a department would be cool, would be willing to listen. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Mark, what are your contests at MarkCon? Well, Chrissy kind of stole my idea because my my main <laughs> one was. I, stole it. I think I came well, up with it on my very own. It's close. <laughs> it's very close to mine because mine was more like a pitch thing, but it was really just to like Marvel and DC. Oh, so mine's, have... mine's mine's totally better then. Yours is much broader than mine. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, my my con's pretty niche in a lot of in a lot of spots. Yeah, because, mine's not. <laughs> but it was definitely like having uh, creative teams come in and like pitch at DC and Marvel's editorial, and then at the end, w- maybe each company picks one pair of creators and gives them six issues guaranteed printed, which with, with whatever character they're pitching to. So like if Tim and I came up with a really awesome, I don't know, solar man of the atom fucking pitch and the valiant guys really wanted to run it. Like we could totally do. And it was the best pitch. They would give us six issues to give it a shot. Like they would guarantee we would print it like 20,000 copies of it every month and see how it did kind of thing. I thought you were we going to say in humans. I really thought that was one that you guys were. Passionate about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. You know what we should do, Mark, is we should make Inhumans a thing. 
Yeah, we should totally make Inhumans a thing. You and I could do it, Tim, I think. No, nobody else has tried to nobody do that else, recently. Nobody else no. has done it right. Like, yeah. nobody else has done it right. I don't think – I think we should do it. I definitely think <laughs> Inhumans is the way to go. But, yeah, I think that would be an interesting way to, like, uh, like just bring in new talent would be one thing. And also, like, give somebody – because, like, the writing scene has been pretty good in comics the last couple of years with new people getting a shot. But it, there, is, there was a couple of years where it was pretty stagnantly just, like – Jeff Johns, Brian Michael Bendis, like on either side of the street, kind of just running the whole fucking show for everybody kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it'd be nice to see some like fresh people come in. I think it'd be a fun way to like make a con kind of competitive with all these people, like give guys like me a reason to show up on top of like all the nerdy mm-hmm. shit and the girls dressed up in cosplay and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> like we might actually get a shot to like get in front of editorial and really be able to pitch them something that could actually get produced. I think it would be really cool. Nice. Yeah. My other contest is totally self-serving. Um, my my idea was that uh, I know eventually uh, the underwear fairy is going to come for Christy, so I thought <laughs> the other <laughs> the other contest we would have at MarkCon would be the uh, open casting call for uh, Dance Robot Dance. <laughs> Are you serious? Are you freaking serious? <laughs> For our new Christmas. (laughs) You're just inviting murder. (laughs) You're inviting murder. Mark Mark tickled himself. (laughs) Mark, when did I'm going to get killed? Because Mark is planning for that eventuality. I don't want it to happen. I've said this a million times. I don't times. think that's true. I don't you want it to it happen. enough and you talk about the future. I just want to be, be in it. I just want to be prepared for the inevitable. You're not prepared for the fucking underwear fairy. <laughs> okay. Whoa. <laughs> Stop making jokes about something that's like super serious in my life. <laughs> you don't have a stalker. That he knows oh. of. Yeah, that I know of. Ugh. Whew. <laughs> so upset right now i don't even want to stay on this fucking podcast <laughs> oh, all right on. i'm gonna i'm gonna roll right along then <laughs> uh so the two contests that i have at uh tim connor maybe a little more conventional uh although i love what you guys came up with it was definitely a lot more <laughs> original um but one i really want to have a uh, a middle earth trivia contest and this is where colbert comes in he's the nice. host He's like the quiz master, the one you have to beat. Yeah. And uh, this will very heavily feature my wife, Alicia, getting into active fights with Stephen Colbert about Tolkien lore. Okay, now I have to be able to go to your con because I, <laughs> I have to see Alicia take a swing at Stephen Colbert. Because <laughs> I'm pretty Cause sure it would happen. Because <laughs> I'm sure it's going to happen and I need to be there to see it. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't um, even know who I would side with at that point. I love them both. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I'd have to go for like the underdog. I'm not sure who the underdog is though. Uh, we know Colbert's the underdog in that scenario. <laughs> like in terms of a fight, this is true. This is true. Oh, I think we've lost Christy now. No, I'm here. <laughs> Mark, it's your. This is this time. It's this your fault. Be, for, I'm sorry, Christy. For Come on. Christy checked out of the podcast. Um, and then my other contest is just a, a straight up cosplay contest. That's always one of my favorite parts of DragonCon um, is just the fucking amount of effort and the crazy detail that people put into their costumes yeah. um, and like the crazy range of costumes. Like it's to the point now where like I would say half of the costumes I don't fucking recognize because they're properties that I just have no idea. You know, they're like 
anime or they're like some sci-fi show or fantasy show that I've never seen before or something like that. But they're still just so well crafted that you just have to admire, you know, how well how well done they are. So yeah, just a straight up like uh cosplay contest uh with like prizes for like the best overall cosplay, the best, you know, different classes like comic book cosplay, uh sci-fi, fantasy, cartoons, all that sort of stuff. Um and maybe I don't know who should who should host that. I haven't talked I haven't really talked about that. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill hasn't hosted anything for me yet. So Mark Hamill hosts the right, hosts the cosplay contest. I think that would be a fucking blast. Christy, you're not dead yet. Oh, come on. We've been making jokes about this for like 20 fucking episodes. You want me dead. <laughs> I never said I wanted you dead. I'm planning for eventuality. <laughs> come on. Then eventually joke. be ready for my silence. Oh. oh. So sensitive tonight. What's wrong, Christy? <laughs> All right. I don't like being told that you're looking for my replacement because I'll be murdered. You're the one who told us about the underwear fairy. Yeah, because I thought that you'd like feel bad about it, and we did. And we, we gave did feel you, bad about we it. We gave you theories on it. Exactly, very plausible theories, I think. And it was a lot of people's favorite episode too. That people love that episode. <laughs> but I like to call back to it every once in a while. Also, I don't know why it came up to me when I I was actually just going to talk about cosplay, but for some reason that just tickled my fancy, <laughs> and I decided to say it. So, <laughs> at least he's thinking about our podcast, Christy. Exactly. Your fucking con doesn't seem to involve our podcast at all. No, it doesn't. <laughs> well, that would require, like, I'm sure she'd tell her grandmother about the con. When right. You yeah, could have a podcast there, right? <laughs> there, yeah. All right. Well, Christy, you have one last chance to include Dance Robot Dance in Fanta Theory Con, and that is for the evening events. So the evening events are usually the alcohol soaked parties with dancing or. You can have like late night gaming contests or parties or whatever. Um, so what is the evening event at like the big fucking Saturday night event at uh, Fanta Theory Con, Christy? It would be a fancy gala dinner where you'd have to come in a con outfit of your um, favorite character or mesh of characters, but fancy garb. And it would be really, really good food, all included in the price, like you were talking about earlier, Tim. But throughout the dinner, there would be skits and small play, like 10-minute, or not even, like 5-minute plays used from people's uh, submissions that didn't get picked for the writer's room. Mm, That sounds like fun. So there's that, and that's why you need to submit them, because they need six months to prepare the costumes and practice all the plays and stuff. So. Um, yeah, Dragon Con has a masquerade ball where, uh, and it's one of the longest standing, uh, traditions at Dragon Con. And I haven't been to it before because I think it's separately ticketed, but people yeah. do like go fucking all out on their costumes for it. And, uh, it is sort of the like gala event, quote unquote, of, uh, yeah, they Dragon do the Con. same, they do the same thing at Fan Expo. I think, uh, I think, was it Jessica Negri was there this year? She kind of emceed it, I think. Who the was like, the- that? That the fucking blonde cosplayer that like oh is all over the place. I don't know. The only cos like famous cosplayer that I know is uh, Yaya Yaya Han. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I know a bunch of them just from whatever. I follow yeah. them. Some of them on Instagram and blah blah blah. So always interesting. Some of them show up on podcasts I listen to. Mm. Well, that's mine. <laughs> Mark, this is on you. 
You laughed. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Mark, what is the evening event, the great gala event of Mark Khan? Well, like you, I, I do like the big masquerade thing. So I would have to have two separate things, I think, because I did invite all those 90s rock bands for a reason. <laughs> you going to have an Edge Fest reunion? My whole reason for bringing all those bands there is obviously to have a concert, I think. Like, uh, like why would you else would you do that? <laughs> so I think it would be kind of fun to have that jam session at some point during the evening. But That's definitely cool. you want to have like the big dance party kind of thing for like the regular folk that aren't interested in like seeing, you know, the guys from Treble Charger get back together or whatever. Like, oh, I would love that. See, I know you and I would be totally into it, right? But like, <laughs> Christy doesn't give a shit, so she'd go to the dance party. It would be that's totally what that that's there for. Who's Treble Charger? <laughs> when we do our Can Rock episode, we'll educate you. How does that sound? <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll name a bunch of bands that you'll never download. Yeah, you go on Spotify. They're all on Spotify. I yeah. listen on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, so that's those are my two things. I think I think you have like your big like masquerade dance party, and then if I'm gonna have like Alan Cross there to fucking do a, do a thing and do a panel with like you know all those bands, may as well have them fucking play and at least so that like two thousand people like you and I could go sit there and watch like yeah all those bands play a couple songs and I'll get together and do rocking in the free world all together at once or something. Rocking <laughs> in the free world. Exactly. Nice. All right, so for me, uh, my evening event is definitely definitely involves cosplay, like any cosplay is welcome kind of thing, and definitely encouraged. Uh, but ultimately, it is like an indie alternative, like dance party and sing along. So like all those fucking like '90s bands that we love, like fucking Nirvana, Radiohead, No Doubt, you know, all those really fucking big ones, um, and even, like, newer stuff like Daft Punk or M83 or any of that sort of stuff that you can just fucking, like, bang your head to or dance to or scream along with kind of thing, that is what this dance party is for. Like I said, this con is for people that grew up, like, as a nerd in the 90s, and that is the music that it will that will be playing. So you're talking about that, like, missing generation kind of thing, like, those people who aren't quite Gen X and aren't quite yeah. millennials, like... Our yeah. age group, very specifically, like yeah, exactly. The, it, those those in betweeners. It's it's a dance party for for those for the yeah. the older millennial crowd kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, I always like to think young Gen Xer, but that's fine. You can have young older <laughs> millennial. <laughs> well, technically, we fall into the millennial because millennial, I think, starts at like eighty. Yeah, eighty eighty one, and then yeah. like, but Gen so, X also ends like eighty eighty one. So it's hard to kind yeah. of say where you want to. It depends on where you want to. Drop that fucking knife, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, Although, well, whereas Christy is firmly in the millennial camp. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm still, I'm still a Pearl Jam fan, so like I, I definitely want to be in the Gen X category. <laughs> That's my my yeah. thing. And see, I I listen. I probably f- would identify a little bit more with the millennial side of things because I still listen to a lot of like newer music and I got really into like Indian stuff like that. Yeah. So um, hey, who gave you guys the National League this week? Come this on, is guys. true. This is That's true. true. You were all over That's that. Right. You were yeah, all over right. that. Fucking album's amazing. I was listening to that on uh, uh, Sirius XMU was doing like sort of a whole week long thing on the release yeah. of that album, and they had like interviews with the band and stuff like that. And uh, I've been hearing that single for like weeks now. I just it's didn't realize it out for a couple months. Like yeah. they put it on Spotify in like sometime in the summer. So yeah, I just I just didn't realize that it was that it was a new song. I didn't realize it was you know just one of their wasn't one of just their older songs that they're playing a lot, but. Anyways, yeah, so that's that's my evening event. So lots of lots of dancing, lots of drinking, lots of partying and just 
fucking all hours of the night kind of thing, loud music, sing along, just grand old fucking fun time in whatever fucking costume you want to wear kind of thing. Yeah. You know, you want to have like hobbits and stormtroopers and fucking and ricks and red shirts and fucking whatever else you can think of elves and dwarves and batman and all that batman superheroes and firestorms and yeah and fucking mcu characters and cheap fucking tony stark costumes where it's just a guy in a suit with a light under his fucking shirt and all of that together. A lot. <laughs> All of that in one, under one roof, just partying together and being one big group of awesome nerds. Because that's yep. really what I think that cons are all about. It's just the sort of place that you can go and be yourself, you know, not have to worry about being judged for what you like and what you think is cool or what, what floats your boat kind of thing. You can, even if not everybody there is into it, everybody at least is accepting of everybody else kind of thing. Except for the anime kids, we're gonna make fun of the anime kids, right? Hey, there was tons. <laughs> there's tons of anime kids at, oh, yeah, uh, at Dragon is. Con. Um, there's uh, there's a big fucking furry contingent at Dragon Con. There's like the really? yeah, oh, yeah. There, there's a whole um, like every evening. There's like a, a headless lounge, which is specifically a place for the furries or like any character that has a head or whatever to go in and like take their head off, kind of thing, without destroying the illusion, kind of thing. I use my yeah. air quotes. Yeah, or kind of thing because because clearly until people take your head off they just assume that you're actually an anthropomorphic blue blue furred fox yeah <laughs> with a, a very convenient cutout cutout around your groin area again christy obviously hasn't heard our uh our other con episode where we we talk in <laughs> i talk in detail about landing on the yiffing floor yeah the yiffing floor <laughs> the yiffing floor there's a. Uh, oh, quick. Chrissy's education continues. All right, well, I so, know what yiffing is. You know what yiffing is, but like uh, <laughs> one year, fan so Paul and I got off. Uh, we were staying at the Intercontinental Center. Like we were at the con for the whole weekend. We got off on a floor of the hotel and walked out, and there was just like people in the hall all dressed in those costumes. <laughs> and it was pretty obvious that there was some kind of something was going on that was a lot of their fur was matted. Let's say. Yeah, yeah, with various bodily fluids. <laughs> so. It was uh, it was an interesting it was an interesting scene to be like yeah we got off on the wrong floor we're on the wrong floor real quick guys keep moving oh god hit the elevator button yeah. fast god damn it door closed this is just a myth it doesn't work <laughs> that sounds terrifying yeah it was pretty weird um but yeah the cons are pretty notorious for that kind of stuff that's been going on for years so yeah there is yeah. there's 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 dark sides of the cons there's I mean even at Dragon Con in the evenings there's like um. A lot of like sort of sex positive uh, panels and stuff like that. Like I saw ones that were like about like the history of sex toys or like cosplaying like risque characters and shit like that or like making your own lingerie for cosplays and that kind of thing. So there is definitely that that side of dragon of 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 conventions in general. So it sounds like Dragon Con's a lot less corporate than Fan Expo is. Fan Expo is pretty like they don't do that kind of shit up here. No, and and that's the thing is Dragon Con is like it's a fan run expo, so they they do have a fair number of like good media guests, but that's really I mean, and that is probably the big draw for a lot of people, but there is so much stuff that happens that doesn't involve any of that. Like I talked about earlier, we had uh that I went to the one panel that was just like um just loony fucking crazy game of thrones theories people just throwing out the yeah. craziest shit sounds amazing and, all right i'm, I'm gonna say my favorite one or the one that i came up with yes, which please. is that uh so which is that um both john and danny uh die at the end of game of thrones 
and John, because John is the true heir to the Iron Throne, his children have to battle for the Iron Throne. His children being Rhaegon the Dragon and Ghost the Direwolf. So, <laughs> so a dragon so go- ends up on the throne. I don't know. Ghost could like go for his throat or his eyes or something like that. So Ghost and Rhaegon have like a all out to the death battle to decide which of them ends up on the Iron Throne. What you're ah. saying is you want Westeros to end up like some southern town in the in the, <laughs> the southern states where they end up with a dog. Where a for dog a is a mayor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes, that is exactly it. I love it. That's awesome. That's that, the best. Yeah, that is my that is my new uh, head cannon now for the yeah. Game of Thrones ending. That's how I want it to end. But the best one that I heard, and the one that I really hope is true, is that uh, Viserion is now in his true th- true form as an ice dragon, and that he will be Jon's dragon. Ooh. Because Jon is like the king of the north, so Jon deserves an ice dragon. Form of an ice dragon! Yeah. I, th- I think that would be fucking amazing to have Jon riding really, around really on a cool. fucking like, ice, ice white dragon. I guess like if he's still connected by blood or whatever, then the, would that overpower the Night King's thing? Like, Who knows? Is whatever you want to call it, sway or what have you? Who knows? So, and there was another really good one that was, uh, uh, again, this is another one that had like no celebrities or anything. It was just like people talking and, uh, you know, like people throwing out stuff in the room. It was a support group of Ice and Fire, which they do every year. And it's basically just people going in and like, you know, everybody consoling themselves over like the deaths from the last season of the show. <laughs> And like the the moments that they like r- that hurt their feelings, kind of thing. Well, it's really depressing. It is exactly so. You know, you need to have some some people to share your grief with, kind of thing. That's hilarious. So, but I could go on all fucking night about all the awesome shit that happened at DragonCon, but we are coming to that time in the episode. So unless you guys have anything to add about your cons, I think we shall call this a night. I'm sorry, Christy. Thank you. <laughs> I think we have some more mileage in this because you guys clearly had some more panels and stuff like that. So uh, I think I think there might be another edition of Dance Robot Dance Con in the future. So uh, if yeah. Yeah. Dance Robot Dance Con when Dance Robot Dance does uh, does Dragon Con next year or something like that, we'll have to do it like live at Tim's house or some shit. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Or from the fucking con, we'll find a fucking corner of the con and live in our hotel room or some shit like that. I yeah, exactly. Would actually, love to do that. I would get an H4N Zoom recorder. And just walk around the con with you guys and like even if we did a vlog yeah we all right to. Get, get your shit together guys and actually make it down here and we'll do it we'll do it <laughs> do it i can, I, can right. like a, I just need a laptop and like this and some mics and i could bring all my gear across yeah it wouldn't be too bad i mean it's not that got, much stuff yeah exactly um, all right. Well, with that, uh, let us know what you think about the cons that we designed. And if, uh, you know, maybe let us know what your con would be like. You can do so at DRD pod, DRD underscore podcast, which is our Twitter account, uh, at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com at our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash dance robot dance, dance robot dance podcast. Or you can totally derail the conversation to be about, um, uh, the King Killer, whatever. Fuck, what is that fucking thing called now? Yeah, like, King, Killer Chronicles. King Killer Chronicles. Or the guys, or the guys that uh, that messaged our page today asking if he could join our dance academy. Yes, I, that I was to, yeah, that was pretty. Funny. I had I did disappoint him and tell him that we are not anybody that we he would want to learn dance moves from. <laughs> but he still liked our page. He did That's still true. like our page. It still counts. We're coming up yeah. on five hundred likes. So, 
if you if you like our podcast, you could go ahead and like you know share it and tell tell your friends about it and get more listeners for us or even just Facebook likes, whatever. Um, you if you are not already subscribed to our podcast, you can do so at iTunes or the Google Play Store or Shout Engine or Stitcher or wherever else you get your podcasts uh, for the most part. And with that, uh, I think we will end this con extravaganza. Uh, until next time, this has been Tim along with Christy. Hey, bye. <laughs> and uh, Mark. Have a good night. And we will see you next time. Bye.